other body it is Greg Adams trying to stream. Man, I this dream world. Look, man, shout out game in here. Be the ball. Look at this dream. This is terrible, man. This is terrible. Look at this. Holy moly. Holy moly. All right, let me do let me do something for you. We're gonna have to fix this streaming. This is absolutely terrible. All right. The uh don't tell is either in my hot spot, but uh struggle streaming we are doing today. Give me give me one second, man. We gotta fix this. We gotta fix this. This is terrible. oh man oh look at this all right look this is bad this hotel is just trash internet man i'm gonna tell you all right so look we gonna get it going today we gonna get it going uh let's see here we gonna we gonna try it one more time all right we gonna try it one more time struggle streaming we are shout out to the coach gang for being here Be hey man it is new york man it is new york all right, we gonna try it one more time. Anyway, how we better? Is this better? All right, I can't even see myself. All right, look, man, we gonna get we gonna get through the show, whether it takes five minutes, man. We gonna do the whole damn intro over. <laughs> we gonna do the whole damn intro. All right, man. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. All right, for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne it is ish the king of kings, not the king of the internet, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. You in the New York Desert Storm Bunker. All right, this is going to be a five-minute show. I'm going to tell you, this is this internet is going a little bit crazy, man. You in here in the in the New York storm bunker. All right, what are we doing? Are we even going to make it through this show? We going to make it through the show? All right, with the Bruce Wayne, it is ish. All right, the see God Allah and so forth and so on. I'm already distracted. All right, let's get on to the rest. Let's get on with the show. All right, listen, let's get on with the show. Let's give you the subject matters and we'll see if we can survive this as much as possible. I don't think we're going to do it. I don't think we're going to do it, man. This is crazy. All right, I'm on three different Wi-Fi's, hotspot and whatnot. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to give it a we're going to give it a rest today. There's no way. There's no way this is working out. All right. So what we'll do is we'll come back to this one. We'll come back to this one. I apologize. As they say, the show must go on, but there's no way this is going to work out. <laughs> there's no way it's going to work out. Somebody said we can still hear. All right. Um, look, let me see something. Let me let me do this. Let me stop the camera. <laughs> All right. Look, we're going to struggle street for real. Oh, man. You know what? You know what I might be able to do? Let me see here. Um, What I might be able to do. Yeah, this is um. somebody said this clear. All right. It's crazy. 
It's pretty good now. All right, it's going to go in and out. So you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> so you can hear me, KCB. Uh, let me see here. Where we at? See if I can pop this up on the screen here. Or can you guys hear me? I'm struggle streaming. Yeah, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. It's freezing on my side. On my side. All right, completely frozen up. All right, it's good on. You guys are good. All right, you guys are good. We'll put it up back on the screen here. Okay, we'll put it up back on the screen. All right, it's, it looks like it's in mad interference to me. All right, but um, uh, somebody says keep the video off. Yeah, if I keep the video off, you know what I'll do. You know what I'm gonna try one more thing. I'm gonna try one more thing. All right. Uh, this is not my normal go for you first time viewers. All right, but uh, let me switch to this camera. All right, this is my on deck camera. All right, let me let me switch to that camera and see if I get a little bit of a better better result. All right, um, this is my on deck camera, not my um, not my webcam. All right, let me see something here. All right, how's that going? It's still frozen. Okay, we can hear. All right, let me see here. Can hear and see you just fine. All right, so here's what we'll do. All right, we'll go on with the show. The show must go on, as they say. All right, listen. Today's show, Struggle Stream Edition, will be the perfect combination, all right? Why the media wants this marriage to be pushed to you individuals, all right? Okay? Why the media wants this particular marriage to be pushed to you in the media, all right? And we're going to do a deep dive history of this particular marriage, and perhaps this might be the best marriage for you. And let me put this on the screen just so you guys can see. Um, what's going on here because there is a certain type of marriage that they're pushing you guys saw the thumbnail and as you understand here first one thing you have to understand is i don't care about interracial relationships all right so when people might might come to my show and say well coach why are you are, are you upset that black women are going to start dating white men i'm not nope all right i actually don't mind interracial marriages uh they're quite they're quite common on the western coast of the united states uh, but as you can see here, look at this article by the New York Times. Man, let me tell you something. And for you brothers that are trying to keep the community out together, we're going to wrap all of this up into one big old nice little point for you. We're going to wrap this up to one little pipe. All right, one little point. Just so with this, and we're going to take the history of this. And this is just another agenda, all right? This is just another agenda that's particularly going to be pushed, all right? But as you can see, all right, I don't know if you guys can see it on the screen, why more black women should consider marrying white men. All right, this is an interesting article. We're going to go through some history there. All right, but we do have some other subject matters that we're going to explore. And with that being said, we're going to do it right now. All right, we're going to remove that from the screen. We're going to explore some of these subject matters. Let me see if I can get the camera. All right, maybe I can back up just a little bit. But to contribute to today's Struggle Stream show, to contribute to the internet, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. All right, let me see something here. I'm going to put this up right here. Dollar sign CGA. Actually, it's dollar sign notorious CGA on the cash app. Bimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and then PayPal. You can pin it to the live at the top of the live chat. All right, if you want. All right, and you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. All right, so anyway. All right, anyway, uh, give me a, give me an idea of how we're doing here because I can't see on my end, how well or how worse we're doing, just to let you know. Let me speed this up just a little bit. Okay. Speed this up. Yeah, we're going to be on the get em zaddy. I, I can't even work my sound effects right now. I'm just trying to get the stream going on. All right. 
We got it. Broadcasting from the jail. Yes. All right. So we good. All right. So what we'll do is we'll get we'll get to the we'll get to the super chats. We'll get to the PayPal's and all that stuff. And uh, we'll keep it moving. All right. Listen, remember, I'm on vacation for the most part. All right. So it's very tough for me to get everything going like I night like I nice and neat like I want to. All right. Somebody said there's some old super chats to read. Oh, man. Come on, man. I'm just barely trying to get Internet. All right. So hang tight. Trying to get the Internet going here. And it's a little bit haywire. But anyway. Let's get to the show right here. Schedule. No, nope, we got cheap drum hack says he's checking in. All right. Appreciate you for checking in. We also have JC says coach Greg Adams ain't nothing but a prognosticator. All right. Did I go through my nicknames? I think I did. All right. Schedule P says shout out to the mustache only gang. Shout out to you brothers out there. Circa 1982 George Jefferson style. And we also have my man. We got a, uh, what's his name? O D E N Y. I can't, pers- we'll call you O. Aiden, he says, I'm out in Dallas from New York City getting my expedited passport for traveling to Spain this weekend. He says, not much in Dallas to do, just flatbacks and some barbecue in there. We got barbecue as always. Shout out to the barbecue game. There's barbecue in there. He says, love your stream. Appreciate you. All right. Good good luck and have fun in Spain. There's a lot of good places in Spain. And yes, Dallas, Texas, not much going on there. All right. I like the flatbacks though over around uh, SMU. All right, rational rationality says he says got a new job selling propane, and hold on for a second, and the coca for life. Well, we can't take all of that, man. Listen, I don't even have a job. All right, shout out to you, man. I don't even have a job. I can't even afford internet. <laughs> Somebody said I can't even afford the internet. All right, let alone a job. I actually am homeless now, apparently. All right, let me see something right, quite quick. What what camera you would you prefer? What camera do you prefer? This one's the better camera for sure. I'm not sure if it's interfering with the Wi-Fi, but this one's the better camera. The other one make me look like I'm in jail. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. What do we have? PayPal? All right. Good luck. Good luck. Let me see if I can do something here. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going here. All right. Hold on for a second. PayPal? Good luck. I might have to look at something on my phone, but I think that's actually going to be worse. Give me one second. You know what? Before we do that, let me go ahead and give y'all something because this is like the worst stream of all time. All right, let me give y'all something else to talk about and sniggle about. Uh, Here's an update on a TV show that we've been covering quite a bit on Netflix. And the show was called Sex Over Life. All right, so let's just give you some context. Uh, Sex Over Life was the show about a married woman who got everything she wanted. She used to be in the streets and she had her eight. We can't even say Chad, but she, she had a Chad boyfriend. Okay. Then later on, uh, she got married. And then after she had married and had two kids, the white picket fence in the house. In these streets. She wanted to run back to those streets, right? That was the basics of the show. But as you can see here, Sex Over Life is canceled at Netflix after two seasons, no season three. So um, this show was quite provocative, definitely on the debaucherous side of the uh, relationship, all right, uh, to media. Showing a lot of sexuality and uh, getting women uh, in, in all kind of hysterics, for the most part, sexually. Uh, but what happened was this show was actually portraying marriage in a negative light. It showed that, you know, basically everybody was sharing each other. And I did a quite a few critiques and breakdowns of this series of how it was misleading wives potentially into doing debaucherous things in their marriage, all to pursue what they thought was a good thing. And, uh, you know, the season two didn't really pan out like I thought it was would. And they kind of tied it in a nice little bow with some happily ever afters. 
but there was nowhere else to go with this series. It would have just been basically destroying the second marriage and then trying to fix the first marriage. The, the series was done. All right, you got to put a death nail in that series, but there you see right there is canceled. So I would be curious as to why it was canceled, but the, it says right here, uh, the second series had lackluster reviews and one of the actresses publicly criticized the show it being revealed that the show would not be returning for the third season. So interesting enough there, interesting conversation to have there. Um, just wanted to update you on that one. And we may even refer to that show from time to time doing some, um, doing some background work to see the modern woman's view of marriage, which isn't healthy at all. Even if you do get married, which we're going to show with Adele, which we're going to show with Adele, Adele's trying to get married now. And she's struggling because as I say, women are in love. I'm sorry, men are in love. You're in business, all right? Says, I'm sorry, men are in love. Women are in business. Men are in love. Women are in business. So that's the phrase that I use there. And Adele struggling even with her current modern marriage. All right, we're going to try to get Cash App going here. Uh, just so you guys know, my stream is like, I can't even get internet. I'm trying to too many windows at the same time. So um, even when I try to refresh screens, nothing's refreshing. So give me a second here. I'm going to get on with the show, keep on with the show, and then maybe I'll come back and review them all at once. All right, second part of the show today is going to be Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, at least we'll get a laugh out of this. Straggle and Sniggle Theater is on its way up. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater it is. Let's go ahead and share the screen with Straggle and Sniggle Theater episode number one. All right, episode number one, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We have Instagram. Allegedly, Guy is getting jumped by all three of his baby mamas after he fails to pay child support. Now, I don't know this to be the case truthfully, but we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot here. Let's go ahead and play it. Uh, we'll play it with a little bit of the audio. And as you can see, everything's freezing up nice and good. Let me see here. I'm going to close a window or two. I'm going to close a window or two. As you can see, what, what kind of internet I'm working with, I'm really, there it is right there. All right. Uh, yeah. As you can see, every two seconds, they are beating them up pretty good. And they got some terrorists out there. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, the humanity. This is terrible out here, man. Let me tell you. All right, can we can we get a couple minutes of it rolling? All right, there you go. Stragnesia number one, Stragnesia number two, and three. They're beating them up pretty good. That child support must be tough, man. Listen, in economic situations like this, men, this is what you're up against. I know you don't pay. I know you don't pay. Look at them. This is terrible. This is reprehensible, man. Let me tell you something. And they tearing them up too. Look. Wow, they jumping them pretty good. Do you think this is over child support for real? It could be over child support. Look at the bellies on them beasts. Man, I'll tell you. They putting paws on them. They putting paws all on this dude. Take a look one more time. We'll try to get it with the audio. Nope, no audio. Get it, kick it, kick it. I don't hear nothing about child support, but there has to be something going on there. It's tough, man, because you can't even knock out these women. These women are pretty tough. They got a glass. They don't have a glass jaw either, especially when they triple teaming them. He's throwing nothing back at them either. Look at the belly on that one. Just I'm going to tell you. Better pay your child support, gentlemen. All right. It's getting, getting, getting kind of hectic out here. And uh, these women are getting desperate financially. I know they're strong and independent, but they also need you to pay your child support. 
All right. You don't pay your child support. They can't fake like they strong and independent no more. So they will resort to the fisticuffs if you ain't paying your tab. All right. Yes, indeed. All right. Listen, <laughs> right. You always got to tell women sometimes, man, if you got to take a man for child support and he don't got no job, you ain't getting the money. You're not going to get the money. I don't know what you think you're getting out here, but uh, if the court can't extort the money directly from the mail, the man's going to pay it whenever he wants to pay it. Even if he fears his passport or his driver's license is going to get suspended, he's going to pay that tab when he wants to pay the tab. Shout out to Seth Rollins. He says, most high Lord CGA, can you please do a stream one day breaking down and exposing the tactics that women and friends, women, friends with benefits and apex predators use to try to backdoor or to trap you into a relationship? I think that would be a cool, informative segment. Uh, thank you, brother. I definitely will check that out. I will check that out. Uh, because, you know, we are we are definitely for some women, and I actually addressed this on Instagram and Twitter, men, for some reason, eh, we're stuck. And there's a group of men in particular stuck in understanding the cost of dealing with women. Some men think that dealing with women is free. I mean, I don't know what to keep telling you. I hate to keep harping on it. I hate to keep harping on it. But we got to even discuss that because. Even though it is it is free, there is always going to be a semblance of the woman getting a payback for it, right? Even if she's your spouse or your girlfriend, there's something that she's doing conditionally to maintain the relationship once she gives it. So just because you didn't pay for it doesn't mean she's not leveraging it. Anything that you leverage has a has a has a benefit to it. Anything that you can leverage has has a value to it. Right. And so she's leveraging that. And then that thus continues further the relationship, even if it's a friends with benefits. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Right. And so most people that get it for free keep going back to that free tap, that free source just because it's free. But but she's leveraging. It's a sad thing, man. Shout out to Agent Machine says sex over life is. Pfft. He says is he says what is what is what's puffed. But is uh, he says it's like it's uh, art imitating life. Shorty can only last so long in them streets. And he says, think about the title. He says women will hold on for a second. Women will choose sex over living right. They will choose less sex over living right. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not over the control of men. All right. AV Network guy says, Coach. He says you can be. Uh, he says you can use my AVIT lab in Brooklyn. We have fast and redundant internet. He says, my lab is your lab. All right, shout out to you. I only have one more day to survive. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Maybe I'll use somebody's studio for the last day, and that will be quite entertaining. All right, but uh, email me, and then we can, we, can, we can figure that out. All right, anyway, appreciate you over on the Super Chats. That, that was Venmo, and let me see if Cash App wants to reload. Cash App is struggling. All right, I'm trying to just get the activity out over there. I got it. Shout out to my man. We'll call you Preston. How long before desperate? There's everything's ran together. How long before desperate pay for play is considered grape? We're going to talk about that. Thank you, man. How long before desperate P for P is considered grape? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because there is a cost to this type of activity. So we're going to we're going to touch on that. All right, because that is actually happening right now to a man that you know very well, a man that you know very well. Not I, though. It ain't me. All right. It's you. Shout out to no government name. BH. Appreciate you. 
and he sends a super chat. He sends another one. He says, shout out to the savior of the community. That would be mine. That would be me. That would be I. Shout out to Jules. He says, shout out to the coach. Can't stop, won't stop. The show must go on, even though I'm struggle streaming. G-Baby Man Man says, Wi-Fi donation. Thank you for continuing the show. I know some of y'all are at work watching me, and I left y'all hanging yesterday. And y'all like, please don't cancel the show. I got to get through the work sniggling today. We're going to get the show, man. It might be a low-rated show. It might be a show haters dice up and say, look at this struggling guy. Why are people looking at this guy? He's struggling streaming. All right, but we're going to get it done. I might, I might very well, I might very well delete the episode afterwards, but at least we'll enjoy it and get you through our work day. By the way, anybody trying to cold approach in the street of New York City, man, you're going to be struggling out there. All right, struggling. All right, everybody is on the move. Everybody's on the hustle out here. Let's check out PayPal. All right, we do have three. Uh, let me see how many PayPals. All right, it's still loading up. Or right, he's like, we're, we do have three pals. Three pals. The actual King Smith, shout out to you, man. Hope you continue your journey as a content creator. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, PayPal is struggling. All right, so let's get back to the show. Hey, how about this? This is still straggling sniggle. This is still straggling sniggle. I do have another article to share for you as soon as I can get myself to the tab. Have you heard of these guys, Justin Pearson? Justin Pearson. I played a clip of Justin Pearson the other day, and since the community probably is watching this, thinking that I'm hating on black women. I'm not. Remember, I don't care about swirling. But remember this guy. Um, I introduced you to him because recently he is a Tennessee representative. And uh, Justin Pearson is a what I call an activist. An activist. Okay, he's not a real activist. He's just a guy who's a actor who's portraying a politician. All right? And so the, a lot of politicians are like this. Now, we're going to show you. I told you, I was like, this guy's a fraud. Remember, he was speaking like Martin Luther the King because he got kicked out of the uh, Tennessee uh, House of Representatives. I'm going to show you how this dude is a straight up actor. This is him in 2016, not even 10 years ago. Let's go ahead and roll this film. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. It seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But all that was good news for us. I don't know how long this what Saturday the hell? in the state of Tennessee might last. What? Man, oh, they getting me, man. What 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 in the world? Like, hold up. How is this the same person? This is the same person. <laughs> what the hell? This is gripping on a major level, man. You guys gotta watch out for these professional actors out here. These people are paid, uh, paid operatives of the how in the world, man, hold up for a second. Internet bugging again. All right, so let me see if I can refresh the screen real quick. How in the world did you go from that to all of a sudden channeling your best Memphis Martin Luther King? I mean, come on, man. Kibitata, take that L. Take that L. Holy mackerel. I mean, Jesus. Look, look. If you're going to griff somebody, why griff Martin Luther King? We kind of know how that ends. You know what I mean? We know the, we know the start, middle of end. Uh, to how that goes, you know what I mean? But maybe these young people need a hero. 
They don't need another hero. Maybe these guys need somebody. You know what I mean? They need a crusade. They want to feel like they were part of the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? They go in civil rights movement 2.0. Like why? You know what I mean? We already been there, done that. Why don't we just move on with life? But nah, everybody want to drag us back. Next thing I know, the Black Panther's going to be back. Mm. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're going to have the Black Panthers walking the street with, uh, with rifles and shotguns. I'm going to be like, hold up for a second. History does repeat itself. Sometimes, sometimes it rhymes, but this is reprehensible. This is reprehensible. Guy, calm down. I mean, did you guys see that? I'm trying to roll it again. I'm trying to roll it again. But y'all, uh, look, they, not, they done took me off the stream. All right. They didn't kick me off the stream for some reason. I can't see myself streaming. All right. I can't see myself. All right. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to keep it going. Let me see here. <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. Okay, here I am again. Holy mackerel. This is crazy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop the camera just for a little bit. I'm going to stop the camera so I can keep it going. Let me see if I can pull that ninja back up. All right. He came out like Martin Luther King. All right. Get me back up. Can they get me? Oh, Lord. They can. Let's go to the next episode right here. Let's go to the next straggling sniggle. All right. Uh, I, I guess that I guess that's what it is. All right. So let's go to the next conversation. Boy, this is going to be a 30 minute show. All right. Are you ready for cold approach? Are you ready for cold approach? Here it is. Let's pop it up on the screen. Cold approach is making a return, gentlemen. Indeed. All right. PUAs are going crazy right now. Did you guys hear a lot of people are having social anxiety? Okay. <laughs> a lot of people having social anxiety. They don't know how to approach women where apparently a dating app or a company is trying to help you guys out with that. Here it is right there. This is something called the pair ring pairing pairing or the pair like pair pair ring. All right. So it is right here. Look, for people who have social anxiety of talking to women and men, apparently you ninjas can put on a ring where you can walk down the street, go to bars and nightclubs, and you can show if you are available to date. Well, that doesn't stop people who are already married or such that can actually go out here and do this. Here, here you go. This is the social experiment, which you're a part of on a daily basis, ladies and gentlemen. Every day you wake up, you're a part of a social experiment. There are psychologists um, basically taking data on everything you do from the time you wake up, how many times you check that dumbass phone from the time you get in the shower. How long does it take every time you use your little Siri and your little Alexis, their social engineering, they're keeping data on you every time you go to Starbucks, how fast, okay, your phone is checking your data to see ever, ever do this. You ever get on your phone? You ever get on your phone? Okay, you get on your phone and your phone tells you where you're going to go because it assumes you're going to go to the same place you go every day. And it says Starbucks is five minutes away. It'll take you five minutes to go to Starbucks. And you're like, damn, how did it know I'm going to Starbucks? Okay, uh, so your phone's recording you. Then when you get to Starbucks, Starbucks is recording you. Then you get into uh, your car. Your car's recording you. Then you get into work. Your work is recording you. And then you have all these agendas in between based on the data that it's gathering. Okay, but now here it is right here. The PUAs are going to be back in the game. 
pairing the social experiment that wants to end dating apps. Let's talk about this. Interesting engineering. Will the ring ease conversations or increase unwanted solicitations? Interesting. You dating coaches are back in the game. Says right here, news outlets are beating the drum about the pair ring, dubbed the world's biggest social experiment. Millions of people have reportedly joined this experiment that wants to end the culture of dating apps. But what is the pair ring? Who should get one? And what are the likely outcomes of wearing it? Here are some answers. I'm interested. According to the website, the pair ring is the opposite of an engagement ring. Wearing one signals to others that an individual is single, looking to strike up a relationship. <laughs> right? These PUAs going to be out here acting a plum fool with this damn pair ring. All right, these PUAs going to be acting a fool. All right, it says right here. All right, what does it say? All right, hold on for a second. I see I'm freezing up, but I'm going to just keep it going. It says right here, wearing one signal. All right, it says right here, the website also claims that they, this is a real-life social experiment. All right, live in the United States, UK, Germany, Canada, and Australia. So white folks. It will be launched in other countries soon. Why does one need a pair of ring? Dating apps have been the most uh, have, have been the most accessible option for many individuals who find it hard to strike up a conversation as the algorithms have been doing the hard work of matching people up. I don't know if you guys know. You want this tidbit? You want an interesting tidbit? <laughs> okay. The interesting tidbit is that dating apps, dating apps actually pair you up based on uh, the, the common people that you swipe. So they want to know what you're interested in. And they want to know what type of people you swipe. Well, here's the problem, especially for black men. Um, you know that black people on dating apps get the worst um, outcomes in terms of the uh, matches based on the algorithm because your horny ass gets on there and you start swiping pogs. All right. So everybody knows this. You get on Tinder. And first thing you do is you get the biggest pog and you swipe. Well, that's going to do a disservice to you because once you swipe the first two or three pogs, they're going to just match, match you up with pogs. All right, they're going to match you up with pogs. All right, because, yeah, you go hogging. And then all the flatbacks, all the hot, curvy Latinas, not the fat Latinas, the curvy Latinas, all the hottest women are going to be not on your matches forever. And based on how they swipe, they're not ever going to match with you either. So you're never like you're you're seeing the algorithm. You're not even seeing the same area of women in your area. You're only seeing a certain amount of women and those women are basically women who swipe towards men like you and what you swipe against. All right. So you're not even seeing the best of the best on a daily basis on a dating dating app. This is one of the negatives of dating apps is based on the algorithm, right? So let's go ahead and go back in here. Yeah. You're seeing the trash. This is why you say, Oh, dating apps are nothing but single mothers. Well, that's because you swiped against them, right? And you swiped against them in your horniness. You, you did. So you went out hogging, and now you want the real women after you're done hogging. Too bad. The dating app's only going to show you the hogs. It is. It is. That's it. All right. That's how it works. It says right here. However, the chance of finding the right person has been low, even with the technology. Instead, the apps have further increased the likelihood of experiencing social anxiety and compounding the risk of having eating disorders. What? I'm sorry. That's crazy. But what does the pairing do? The pairing ring experiment attempts to move people away from the apps and help them make real life connections. Cold approach. All right. Run some game. 
Give me some warm leads. Give me some hot referrals. Forget these dating apps. By wearing the colored, green colored ring, an individual makes known their availability for dating in the real world, increasing their chances of being hit up at the gym, the bar, the train, the restaurants, and the wedding, and almost anywhere where humans are around. This is going to be a catastrophe. This is going to be a catastrophe. This, to me, is going to further um, further increase the odds of the 80-20 rule going to the 90-10 rule. This is no way going to work. All right, because here's what happens. Here's what's happening. You buy the ring, a woman buys the ring, and then you walk around with the ring. She walks around with the ring, but that gives you an opportunity to open your mouth. But she's going to close that door really quickly. You know, one of the best things women can do and they have been using is the fact that they can use the I have a boyfriend or I'm not interested. I'm no longer looking. Well, the problem is she has the ring on. What is she going to say then? She's going to have to tell you, you ugly, troll looking, short ugly, fat, balding, acne, pimple face, you old oblong shaped, beer belly gut having. She's going to have to tell you what it is. You non head and shoulder brand using dandruff having. Okay. She's going to have to tell you what it is. And I think, yeah, this is going to make it worse. This, I don't think this is going to work. Okay. All right. She said, she, she said, you gold chain, gold teeth, wearing fried chicken and biscuit, eating monkey, ate baboon. All right. She go at the you catfish nugget dancing ball. Uh, I mean, she gonna have to tell you. She gonna have to tell you what it is. This is gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be bad news, man. This pair ring is gonna be a disaster. Women are gonna throw their ways. They're gonna throw their ring away. You know how many men gonna? Be, how many PUA ninjas gonna be walking around with their ring all day? All right. It's going to be a disaster. You know how many dudes, incel dudes, going to be walking around with their ring? It's going to be ugly out here. I think it's going to further exacerbate the problem, the 90-20 the rule. I mean, the 90-10 rule. It's going to be sad. All right, so let's get on with the next part of the show here. You guys be careful with these social experiments. All right, uh, speaking of, this dude's going to be really down bad. We got to calculate the math here. I can't get back up the thing with the, with the fake-ass politician. I was one to go in on him. Uh, what's the next one here? Oh, here it is. Uh, let's let's share this. This dude right here, down bad. Take a look at this, gentlemen and ladies. Ladies, if you're watch, still watching this show, I almost have 2,000 people watching this disaster of a show. Thank you. <laughs> Disastrous. All right, but I appreciate y'all for being here, man. A couple of y'all can't take it, man. Y'all done logged off. Look at this. This man spent 17, 170 how about 490 and 700,000? How many dollars did he spend, coach? This man spent $170,000 on excruciating leg surgery to grow five inches. Five inches where? <laughs> we loyal, man. That shout out to you, brothers and sisters out here watching me hack through this. Wait a minute. He spent $170,000 on leg surgery to grow five inches. He says he's going to get more dates. See, this is what I'm talking about. You men, especially black men, we're going to have to have a conversation about this. This is terrible use of funds. You spent a hundred. See, this same dude's going to say he doesn't pay either. I don't pay for dates. You already down negative 170,000. And that's before the woman even shows up. 
That's before the woman shows up for the date. Now you got to spend $100. I know I always spend money on women. You're going to have to spend 100 bucks. You have to put gas in your car. We're going to get to this. You're spending 170 just to get dates? Okay, gentlemen, this is, this is why I tell you, you guys are goofballs out here. You know what you could have done? You know what kind of damage you could have done on the dating on the marketplace at the junior college? All right, time to calculate with CGA. Do you know what you could have done at the junior college? Okay, so I was going to play a video, but I can't play the video because the video is so poor. All right, my quality is so poor. But he was five foot five. <laughs> he was five foot five. I think he was like five five, and then he grew to five uh, ten. Obviously, there's five inches there. He grew to 5'10", which for many women is still short. I know it's internet short. He grew to 5'10". All right. Let's just say he's in a city like Los Angeles or Nueva York. Right? Nueva York, where the going rates between $500 and $1,000. I mean, listen, you could have had all the fun you wanted for five. You could have, I mean, you could have had the time of your life for 1000 bucks. You could have had the time of your life for 1000 bucks. You could add one of the finest women you've ever laid eyes on for a thousand bucks. For a thousand, right? You could have went to give you a bigger roll of 50 down in Los Angeles. You could have had you a nice above average chick for 500 bucks. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a girl that was like, you know, I actually can date this girl. 500 bucks. All right. Let's just say an average of 500 bucks. All right. Divided by. All right. Here we go. He could have had 340, 340 women. That would be one per day almost. And he would need to take a day off because I would have to have. I would have to take a day off. That's a two-year supply. <laughs> he could have had a two-year supply of women at the prime. Listen, not old, not, not slump busters, not women with double guts. Not women off Tinder, not piglets, not mastodons, not fat women in their 40s. Yeah, not them, not not single mothers. He could have had, hey, he could have had his, he could have had the time of his life at the University of California in Los Angeles. That's what he could have done. And here's the thing: he spent $170,000. That's just to go on dates. This dude, y'all be hustling backwards out here. <laughs> what the hell? You men be hustling backwards out here. You guys need some fathers in your life. You guys, you guys need some coming to America fathers in your life. I would have been like, son, forget it, man. If you think I could save you, I could save you 20 grand right now. Uh, like, look, I could save, wait, no, I could save you 150 grand right now and get you a two-year supply of girls at the University of Southern California. Two years. You never run out. <laughs> you never run out. This would be the best money you've ever spent. This is throwing bad money after bad money. But there's this is how down bad dudes are. And I'm going to tell you, these guys will still say they don't pay. Like this this guy spent 170000 and he will say, I don't pay. I don't get it. <laughs> he says, and he's still getting pogs. For real. This dude would still be getting fat girls at the end of this. Fat girls that are 34 years old. This dude, after $170,000 leg surgery, this is bad. 
I don't get how I don't get how dudes process this. But the reality is their ego and their self-esteem is attached to women. Um, and it is by nature's design that we are like that. But this is stupid. That's a stupid use of funds, man. He would have realized, man, he could actually put $150,000 of that money away at the time of his life and had a whole realization and epiphany of what his value is versus the value of what he's spending to get women. Guys, short kings, short kings. Let me tell you, I used to be, I used to think, yeah, you know what? If I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl in the hood. I could call her. And all of that stuff, man, let me tell you something. That all goes away when you get a little bit of money in your pocket. Mm. I mean, just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right, don't ever fret on that. As a matter of fact, we got a guy who drummed up all of this because the true cost of it is, and I'm going to show a tweet that I put up. Here's Goofy here. I don't know who did this. Probably ACDC. <laughs> ACDC. Check this out, guys. Here, here's what we got to understand. You know, this thing, um, and I'm going to clear this up. I don't, I hate to keep reiterating this because, you know, we got to talk about it, man. You get what you pay for out here. Somebody says cold approaching 100 women a day, coffee dates. You're going to have to take a girl on a coffee date at least. Come on, man. And not me, Sean. I just come over and I get it for free. All right, $20. Rent and bills. You know what I mean? Where you live will determine. Quality of women that you have. You live in your mother's basement. Lower quality. What about a nice car? Everybody wants a nice car. Everybody think that's going to be the solution. Let me tell you, man. It's a ticket. Everything's a ticket. A nice car is a ticket. And it's an entree into a different type of girl. Right? It's, it's an entree into not answering certain questions. Right? Clothes. Yeah. Y'all be out here shopping for clothes. Okay? In order to impress the girls. Yeah, you got to have your fit so your riz matches your fit. Absolutely. Gym memberships, child support, STDs. Yep. If you're banging broads, any of body that goes above 50 women in their lives, you're going to catch an STI. <laughs> you're going to catch it. I hope dating coaches, and there's only one dating coach that has addressed this. All right, there's only one dating coach that has truly addressed this, and I appreciate him for addressing this. He talked about the amount of STIs that he got. And I appreciate that. If you're out here with randoms and you're cycling through women, you're going to catch the itchy scratchy. All right. You better hope you don't catch one that you can't get rid of. Like the herb dirt. You're going to get that almond joy. You're going to get that almond joy. You're going to be looking like Rice Krispies. All right. Once you get to 100, 200, listen, there's only so many healthy available women out here. You're going to get you something. You're going to get caught leaking and pissing out razor blades. So let's just call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. Okay, women out here aren't the women that you're used to getting back in the day that were discriminated about their sex. They're indiscriminate about sex these days. So you guys got to watch out. Okay, here it is right here. Child support, false allegation. You're dating coaches, running gang coaches. All right, sex, marriage, marriages of purchase, home purchases, airline tickets, flying girls in, taking your family on vacation. Okay, hotels, passports. I don't pay. All right, here we go. Alcohol. He said fights and altercations, slap boxing in the street. Ninjas get mad. Tippers are flaring because they got a few bitches staring. All right, we got a uh, death, death by simp, PUA boot camps. I don't pay though. Mm. I don't pay. All right, haircuts. Get your hair lined up. 
You know what I mean? Feeling good about yourself. Pornography, addiction to women. All right. These are all things and symptoms of men paying. Either you're paying directly or you're paying indirectly to a middleman. But we still out here arguing about free peace league. All right. And it's sad. I find it sad. I know people find my strategy particularly sad. But the problem with me and you is. Oh, yeah. And I ain't got no job. We got to talk about this. I'm going to show this tweet that I put up and I put it up on my Instagram too. follow me on social media. Trust me, my show's better. <laughs> my show's better on social media than it is today. But I'm going to put up this tweet and I'm going to actually frame this for a little bit. I'm going to frame this. All right. And I can't even pull it up on my I can't even pull it up here and share it. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at it on my phone. All right. Bear, bear with me. Let me see if my phone will allow me to put it up. Uh, because a lot of this conversation came up with the guy named Blueface. Anybody know who Blueface is? Blueface is a rapper as far as I know. But he also has that girlfriend, Christine. I can't remember her name. Krishan. Okay, Krishan's running around here, all right, looking like a fugitive from a pancake box, all right, but it is what it is, all right? She's looking very, very reprehensible out here, and uh, Krishan's out here, got no teeth. His girlfriend, he done knocked off all her teeth. She on drugs and whatnot. Yeah, Krishan rock, <laughs> um, but she's running around here. That's his girlfriend, and uh, he's, he's in a struggle position because... You know, apparently he's hooked on her or he's either being held hostage by her or being hooked on her. All right. And so he said recently in a tweet that peace leave is free. All right. And that um, his crit his critiquing was of women who are on OnlyFans and why women who are on OnlyFans are prostitutes. That was his basic premise of it, which he's basically on red pill kindergarten red pill points. I mean, it's just despicable and classless. That's the way he is actually, you know, prostituting red pill standards. But I know he probably watches this show. All right. And so what, what he's doing is trying to say women that are on OnlyFans are modern day prostitution prostitutes. Well, that's obvious. I mean, come on, man. How much more obvious can you get? And uh, prostitution is the oldest profession. In fact, Instagram and all of these other sites are basically avenues for them to market themselves. Most of your famous Instagram models are prostitutes. They say, hey, you know what? For booking information, contact me here. Contact my agent. Contact my manager. Contact my DMs. All right, these are prostitutes. Many of these women get flown out by professional athletes, singers, politicians, celebrities, and the whatnot. Okay. And so it is what it is. And I'm actually going to talk you talk you through this. But um, the, the ambulance is out here in New York City. But let me read this to you. I'm going to read this tweet since I can't pull it up on my screen here. Internet is not quite functioning well. But I said right here, men who argue in support of sex being free, I want you to listen to this and see if this matches up with the group. Men who men who argue in support of sex being free also belong to the lowest net worth group of males in America. Yes, yes, they do. Because there are men that think, you know, that these things are free. And I'm going to even go further on this one. Men who argue that. Sex is free. Also belong to the lowest network group of males in America. Okay, that's number one. This is always the common conversation. And when I say this, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Most of you guys don't can't even afford 
to navigate your own life. That's number one. Number two, they have the lowest dating standards as a group. The men who are constantly arguing this have the lowest date are known as a group, a collective to have the lowest dating standards on the marketplace. Meaning they'll hit anything and call it success. They'll hit anything and call it success. Number three, they date primarily the most obese and poorest women in the country. As a collective. As a collective. Okay, men who are, listen, I don't hear any other group of men talking about this. Collectively, they date the most obese and poorest women in the country. And not only that, they are the biggest target of child support. When you think of child support, you think of these ninjas. Even if they don't got no babies. <laughs> Even if they ain't got no babies. But we just showed you a man with three women beating on him, allegedly, for some child support. Okay? How do you not see this? How do you not see this as a hefty form of payment? Your whole ego is wrapped up on getting free women. And yet you're arguing about getting bitches as an accomplishment. And in every other area of your life, you lack accomplishment. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what is going on, right? In every other area of your life, you lack accomplishment. Even in your accomplishments of getting women, they're the obese, most obese and poorest class of women out here. Make it make sense. Not only that, you're the lowest class economically of men. Why is this always the case? Because you're always using aiming low and hitting as an achievement. And so as a result, you got to keep getting more and more and more, more and more free access. And guess what? It never satisfying. Mm. It's never satisfying to you. So you keep having to do it. And I know some black guy is going to come in here and say, not me. Guys, I have eyes. And I've been on this planet for a long time. Anytime I see a black man on the street, very rarely dating an attractive woman. Very rarely walking with an attractive woman. If you think she's attractive, compare her to any other women on the planet, and you will find that that woman is marginally attractive at best. It's okay. It's okay. Marginally attractive. She might be attractive for your needs because your needs are based on your ego and your ability to conquer subpar women. <laughs> subpar. But you think you're doing something, but in every other area of your life, you're doing absolutely nothing. That's the saddest part of it. I can see if you're successful in life and then successfully successfully banging out marginally attractive women. I will give you something. I will be like, yeah, I see you doing something with yourself. You're halfway to Wall Street. And you're halfway with attractive women. I, I could see. <laughs> All right. But you even have this. You have this. You're the cleanup man, largely. And not only that, you're known as the bottom feeders of the dating marketplace. Like, we got to fix this. We got to fix the conversation. I don't want to hear people, not me, coach. I can be with baddies. You're not with baddies. I can see what we at. I can see, I can see you, man. You act like I'm blind out here. I see you out here. <laughs> you're not with baddies. You with gorditas. That's what you with. You, you with gorditas half the time. I see you with Latina. She a gordita. <laughs> Even the tall ones. I was walking down the streets of New York. I don't want to bring my son into this. <laughs> We're walking down the streets of New York. And we see this tall brother, 
tall, he athletic, he like six foot four. He's slim, trim, he's dressed nice. He got his nice belt on. He got his nice shoes on, wingtips. He got his nice shirt on. And we looking at him. And he's laying down game on a four or a five. He's laying down straight game. I mean, we walking past him. He in New York City. And he, he wasn't running game game. But he's hitting her with the, oh, I do this. And, oh, I like this restaurant. And I like to go here. I like to go there. Even my son noticed. Like, this guy could do better. <laughs> this dude could do much better than this. But he took the quick and easy route. He took the low-hanging fruit. But the, di the difference is when you do the low-hanging fruit and come out here and brag about it, that's when I find reprehensible. Let's go back to another story here. Just continuing with the story. Because this whole thing is uh, a lesson to you guys. Because somebody brought this up a little bit uh, ago. Uh, Andrew Tate. Let's give you an update on Andrew Tate. Remember? I kind of tell the truth about Andrew Tate, meaning I'm not throwing shade on him. I kind of said, you know, he's going to have some problems with his social media. And in fact, that was the case. And I said, potentially, if he does get arrested, they're going to try to build cases around him. But what do I always tell you about when one woman makes an allegation? Oftentimes, you're going to find 50, 11 more women that come out. And this is what Mr. Tate faces now. And this is probably one of the reasons he hasn't done up a live stream right now. Smartly, he's probably gotten counsel. To not say anything. He's still under investigation in Romania. And as such, anything that he says can be used against him. All right. And he knows this. There's other cases. And this is the whole I don't pay coming back to haunt you. This is the whole I don't pay coming back to haunt you. Now, I don't wish anything wrong with him. Many of these allegations are situations. Again, remember, I'm not taking sides here. But uh, when you open yourself up by allowing yourself to get free payment on the front end, the back end could get quite expensive. All right. And so whether it's true or false, you open yourself up to the back end. And as men, we have to understand you're guilty until proven innocent. Um, if, if these things all go away in Mr. Tate's life, you know, what's going to happen? Nothing. You're not going to hear the media report on this. You're not going to hear anything when the cases get dismissed. You're not going to hear anything when the charges get dropped. You're gonna hear. You're not gonna hear anything when there's no, not enough evidence to support these allegations. Only when he gets slam dunked. So essentially, when you're running around here, uh, and Mr. Tate was known to run around here with above average, not subpar women like you men. This is what happens. He's dealing with one case, and as he's dealing with one, here comes the rest of them coming to get that bag. Right. This is where they come. And Mr. Tate now in the United Kingdom have. Other women, three other women, alleged victims launch UK civil claims against Mr. Tate. This is that. This is that. We got to understand that this is the nature of women. One woman can make you pay for all of the women that you deal with here. And so we bigged up Mr. Tate as he, you know, you know, he was big pimping, if, he if you will. But uh, in the reality of it, long term, you're still going to be exposed to uh, dealings like this and have to explain yourself. You never want to have to explain yourself as a man. You never want to explain yourself. So in this situation now, he's a high-value target. And he says right here, women claim sexually, sexual and physical assaults took place between 2013 and 2016 while Tate was living in the UK. So we knew of this before, but now these women have launched a civil lawsuit now that he's been released um, on house arrest, pending further investigation in his one case in Romania. 
Now you have these women that have served him up, served him up. Looking for damages against him, right? Damages mean financial. And it's sad because he had dual citizenship. I'm right here. It says uh, he has dual citizenship. The three women pursuing the civil proceedings who are now in their late 20s and early 30s alleged that the offenses took place between 2013 and 2016 while he was living there. And um, it says right here, the specific claims in the case relate to physical injury and psychiatric harm as a result of alleged violent sexual and physical assaults, as well as coercive control. Um, listen, I'm not here to try this case in the court of public opinion. That's not what I do. But I wish him the absolute best with this case, because this is an this is kind of what I'm always hinting about. You know what I mean? Those days are over where you can do certain things like whole masculine frame and psychologically ma psychologically dominate women. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You know, the keep the pimp hands strong. But if you ever become something of yourself, you're going to be a target and that's going to be payment. You're now going to have to pay up and the payment on the back end is quite hefty. We all know some of these women have what? They allowed themselves to do this. I like when they portray themselves as weak and vulnerable when they make their own choices. And many times between the ages of 16 and 30, you can't tell them nothing. And they decide to go that route. And then when it doesn't work, they can portray themselves as the victim. So this is what you have to watch out here. Let's go further here. You guys want to go further? Okay, here's a young woman here. Let's go ahead and show you this screen right here. Thank you for sticking around. Like the stream, even though I'm trying, man. I'm trying in New York. Here's a woman who's going to tell you what she's been doing in Doo Doo Dubai. All right, what do I tell you about highly attractive women? Many times they are 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 um they are certain certainly bought and paid for in community property in many instances. All right. Oh, hold on for a second. We're gonna have to read it like this. All right, I'm gonna show you the young lady. This is alleged. I'm gonna show you the young lady. She's a I think this is her Instagram portfolio. Okay, when you're on Instagram and you see highly attractive women, first thing you should think of, other than she's beautiful or she's my type, is that is she monetized? If she's monetized, she is professional. Many times that means she belongs to community of men or community of, of whoever she needs to. Now, this woman's going to say she is a, she is a, um, she is a professional of the doo-doo Dubai porta potty. Allegedly, and this may be a hoax or not, but this comes out allegedly from her. And I'm going to ask my son now to cover his ears. All right. It says right here, according to her, I've been literally peed, peed on and doo-dooed on so many times. I just don't understand why they like it. After the third time you get pooped on, you get used to it. Mm. Holy moly. We, we have to rest in peace. I wish I had my Undertaker belt here. Do I have my Undertaker belt? I'll give him the whole old humanity. Oh, the humanity. I'll give her the old the humanity. But, um, guys, this is very, very common. Very, very, very common. All right. And then she says right here, I've had relations with a German shepherd dog in front of Saudi royalty. Man, I'm telling you, man, this is, look, people sell their souls out here. <clears throat> people sell their souls. She says right here, I get paid, I get paid to eat poop. And I get paid paid to get beat up. Guys, if you don't think this is happening, I know people don't think this is happening, but it is right here. I even had to stick a live salmon in some 65-year-old man's back door tailpipe. 
I've had relations with a 14-year-old boys to make them men. Yes, this is quite common. And these guys paid for it. I smeared feces all over my face. So to all of you ladies that are going to bash me, I'm 24 years old and I have $1 million liquid in my bank account. I'm now retired and can have normal relations with whoever I want. Okay. Okay. She says there is a lot to unpack here. So let's break it down little by little. All right. But this is allegedly, allegedly this woman right here revealing the nefarious things that they have done in their prime monetized years. This is a quite common thing in event. Okay. And uh, anytime you see a young woman on the social medias that is in Dubai, just realize that this is probably have been done to her. All right. At the bare maximum, right? The bare minimum, she's been monetizedly traded in a nightclub. Oh, if you haven't been to Dubai, and I have not, but I have various members of the coach gang that have been to do 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 Dubai. At the very least, they've had monetary transactions. So if she's in Dubai, that's what's happening. So with that being said, the marketplace for pay and monetize is there. And a lot of these young women are selling their souls and their bodies to participate in this. And they're doing it in their prime so that when you get a hold of them, by the time you get a hold of them in the dash you years, okay, it's almost over for them. It's going to be hard, hard to dodge it. Well, listen, do me a favor. Hit the like button. And we're going to do this. I'm going to go over the super chats now. I'm going to go over the super chats. Okay. And um, it's time. It's time for me to catch up. Okay. Hold on for a second. <laughs> all right. I don't know what 5011 screen I am on, but I'm going to go get it. All right. Let's see here. Let's get them all. Shout out to AV Network guy. I appreciate you, man. Pro man says Martin Luther King and Tennessee. Not the best relationship. Nope. No. Anybody who knows. April 4th, 1968. One Martin Luther King. As he was leading a protest. For I believe garbage men. Sanitation workers. In Memphis. Who were being mistreated. Lost his life at the Lorraine Motel. Due to allegedly. A racist. But it had more to do than that. He was actually surveilled by the U.S. military and was serving. The U.S. military was serving as backup to a plan to eliminate this man. And he was being um, deleted by Mr. In the back of Mr. Jowell's restaurant. And in 1999, the King family did take the U.S. court, the U.S. government to court. And it was concluded that the U.S. government knew and was aware that on April 4th, 1968, he would be shot dead at the Lorraine Motel on the balcony in Memphis, Tennessee. Do your own research uh, on this one. And there's a great book called, um, damn, I always forget the name of the book. But there's a great book by uh, Mr. William Peppers that outlines this case in details. So I'm not telling you conspiracy here. But there were several U.S. military trained and ready to eliminate him should Mr. Jowell's restaurant workers miss and, of course, messy Jesse Jackson went and wiped the blood off of the floor of the Lorraine Motel and wiped it on himself, returned back to Chicago, and said he held Dr. King in his arms while he died. Man, I tell you, man, drunk history with CGA is a mother sucker. All right, shout out to RP Tone Lope says, checking in from the Natty. He says, second warm day. Of the year, he says, these struggle streams, he says, these struggle streams out on the stroll, or I'm sorry, I messed it up. These struggles 
I think you mean straggles or out on the stroll. Actually, I'm in New York City. And uh, yes, man, it's warm out here. And I'm assuming it's the second warm day of the year. And yes, the straggle daggles are out in force. Shot X says, coach, if BW's marry white men, will shut them up. Hell, <laughs> he says, if BW's marrying white women, will shut the white men. <laughs> I'm struggling to read it again. Coach, if BW's marrying white men, will shut them the hell up. He says, white men can have every single BW in America. Damn. Sadly. All right. The pickup artist says, I told you game is alive. You don't listen, bro. Oh, if if you think the pair ring. Hold on. Let me go on the camera. If you think the pair ring is bringing game back, I don't know what to tell you. Still Z. Still Z says, there are some good marketings behind the pair ring, but we only notice the hot girls when we're out and they don't need a green ring. Exactly. What attractive woman is going to be where? All right. Aware. Wear a green ring. What attractive woman? None. Choppa, shout out to you. Thank you, man. Lavore Moore says we may end up seeing Lauren Lake, the paternity court judge, in the Freaknik documentary. And I was gonna actually talk about that, but I'm I'm struggle streaming. But yes, apparently there's some attorneys that um are trying to bar the Freaknik movie from coming out. Allegedly, five Atlanta attorneys, women are trying to bar the Freaknik attorneys uh, uh, documentary from coming out. This should be reprehensible activity. Some of y'all mamas and aunties are going to be out there. Life is short, says Andrew Tate, listen to CGA. He says top G or Trump. He says these women can get you. He says game guys are the men with zero assets, zero property, and zero land. I'm a millionaire and only listen to CD CGA. CGA is the after pill. We got to start remembering that. That one brother told us we were the after pill. I think it was obstacles, opportunities, obstacles, obstacles, opportunity. We're not the red pill anymore. We're, we're, this is the after pill. Oh, speaking of obstacles, opportunity is here. All right. Shout out to you. He says, CGA, I'm a millionaire in the junior college. And he says the junior college and staying to myself is the only way to go. Shout out to this brother right here. There he is. He's there. He says, CGA will save your assets. CGA is on par with my lawyer, CPA, and financial advisor, CGA, after pill, and that's for life. I'm, this is the after pill, guys. Your egos have, you guys got to put your egos aside when it comes to women. All right, because you know, you guys are competing with men. You think you're competing with men, but you're competing with women. All right, with this thing, man, put your ego aside about women. I mean, listen, women are fantastic human beings, but obtaining them, Fooling yourself and how you obtain them is a sad, sad sight. It's a sad sight. <laughs> Obstacles, opportunity, just the after pill. Roberto Moreno, shout out to the GOAT. Thank you, man. A Jedi says, the question nobody wants to talk about is us black men have the worst looking women and the best looking men. He says, it's bizarro world, so black men are at a disadvantage. And black men have done it to themselves. I mean, when we get to uh, black women in a second here, black men, you have done this to yourself. All right. By not having standards, the, the women in your community that you largely choose from have no other choice but to have lack standards about themselves. Thus, when you try to negotiate what they should look like, how they should approach themselves, how loud they or quiet they should be in public, you have no leg to stand on because you'll still penetrate a woman, right? 
as if she's the last woman on earth. And then once you do that, that gives her very, uh, that gives her the ability to say, well, if you accept lying down with me, then you accept me how I am. It's a sad, it's a sad argument here. And so thus now you can't negotiate what she looks like because you lied down with her with a bonnet on her head in bed. Yes, you did. You did do that. Now you have no leg to stand on in terms of negotiation. Okay. And so over the time, over the years, you've had the largely most obese women in, represented in that class of women, right? It's a sad thing, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. We did it ourselves. We as men did it ourselves. And until you stop doing that, then the market will change for you. But you guys pride yourself on obtaining low-hanging fruit and bragging about it so much. I don't know what to tell you. Well, thus, your standards will continue to be low. And, and listen, I know you might be mad at me about this particular uh, uh, diatribe related to this, but you're largely known about the, every culture of woman in the United States knows this stereotype. They know you take anything. As a matter of fact, women of other races know that they need to go on a diet as soon as you start giving them attention. The more attention you give those women, staring them at them in public, leering at them, I'm trying to find all my PayPal's, and I can't find it. <laughs> all right, I'm trying. I'm like, where, where's my tab with all the PayPal? Leering at them, talking to them, playing the numbers game, using, working on your Mackin. The more attention you give them, uh, they realize they might need to lose weight pretty rapidly based on the attention you give them. Do you guys know that? <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. I've had five black men talk to me today. I must be fat. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to find my other screen here. Bear with me. This is the true definition of struggle stream. And how do you how do you guys pull this off on a daily basis? All right. Let me see here. Let's see if I can find it on this app. All right, because I'm trying to get to PayPal and Cash App, and I cannot get to it. But do you guys know that? Listen, I know that. I know this to be a, a natural fact. If you deny this, it is what it is. If you're participating in the numbers game, you're the one driving up the ego of subpar women. And then you get mad when their subpar women drive up the price. <laughs> you're right. Lowest standards of any man, bar none, but it's okay. All right, let me see here. Shout out to no government name. Did I get you no, no, no government name? Shout out to you. What did you say? You said, he says, thank you for your help saving lives. Appreciate you, brother. The actual King Smith says, random question. Boy, it's really small. He says, what time zone do you prefer? I was never a fan of the Pacific, and we can hear fine on the stream. Thank you. Um, I prefer the Pacific standard time i cannot deal with this east coast shit <laughs> this east coast standard time is terrible mm. all right i prefer the west coast you know why is because everything starts later in the day and everything ends late at night here right i'm watching a basketball game start at 10 o'clock at night no man i don't want what mm. no way <laughs> no way on the west coast that's a 7 p.m game i cannot stand it all right man anyway I prefer, I prefer the West Coast, but I'm a morning guy. Kalen says a lot here. He says, boy, he says, I wasn't here on the day you did, but I watched the live stream you did on Adrian B admitting to cheating on her ex, but blaming him for it. I saw a clip on IG of her getting mad that men don't take cheating women by, but saying that women take back cheating men. He says, after your stream, 
He says, I couldn't help but think that she's a hypocrite. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Deadly, definitely a hypocrite. Deadly Ellie says that grifter sounds like Martin Luther King. All right. From wish.com dollar store, Dr. King and ninjas are falling for it. It's reprehensible. All right. Calling him a hero. Shout out to my man. We'll call you X to the Z. He says, shout out to you, coach. I am out of New York testing out some new metaverse apps on the glasses around the city. Hopefully to meet you soon. Much love, brother. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate you, man. Maybe I'll read them like this during the show. Avery says, coach, I, uh, I've given up on trying to get peace leave for the rest of the year. I can't even get a uh, willing subscription girlfriend. I only hope I can afford a PS5 by the end of the year for some enjoyment. Well, I think you have some other issues there. I mean, there's definitely right there. All right, you need to get out of Jamaica. Mr. J. Cool says these women will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on nails, hair, and makeup. However, they will not spend on a red cent on the gym and getting fit, which is far cheaper to do and far more effective as well. Well, that talks and speaks to the laziness of the American population, which I'll often talk about as well. All right, so we are consumer actually lazy. There's an article coming out about women quitting jobs and uh, Generation Z in, in general quitting their jobs because it's not a peaceful zone, which I understand, but there, uh, people don't want to work anymore. Uh, people are overwhelmingly accepting being um, laziness and sloth. And so this is more of a situation where it's not just women, it's men as well. So they definitely want to take the shortcut. I worked in the fitness industry for 10 plus years and uh, people wanted shortcuts. People want the shortcut. They want the pill. They want the quick button. They want the easy button. So when it comes to when it comes to, um, you know, women in America, they certainly going to take the easy route in order to compete. All right. Because they have less time to deal with Seth Rollins. What happened to yesterday's blue chip mindset? What about the replay earlier? Uh, he says was about to replay it, but it's gone. I didn't even I didn't make one. I didn't make one. He says, could you put on Patreon? No, I didn't. I didn't make one because um, I had to go to Philadelphia last night. So I didn't do a stream. All right. Uh, what we got, right? We got Shan says suspect arrested in the cash app founders deletion. Turns out it was somebody he knew. Shout out to you. It's definitely getting reading rainbow vibes. After, that was one of the first things I said. All right. Before I went into the government conspiracy, potentially, I said he was out there reading rainbow. If you guys understand, San Francisco is a rest haven for the reading rainbow community and um, has been since the gold rush. Um, because there were too many men and not enough women, like 90% men right, down there at the gold rush. So they figured well, we should touch on each other. Uh, but uh, when you when you hear things like out in the middle of the night, 2.30 in the morning, yeah, that's some reading rainbow. He was trying to fly twice as high, way up in the sky. I mean, that's what they be doing out there. You know what I mean? Men be out there doing some. All right, no government names, as uh, SD said. Coach, it's funny. Women say that they, uh, we can't handle them if they are argumentative, but I don't have male friends that always have something smart to say or try to argue with me either. I don't have time for that energy. Well, listen, you know, certain groups of people that say they can't, that, that men can't handle them, it's sad because animals are handled. Human beings are not. So if a woman's saying you can't handle them, then that means they're an animal. And she said it. I didn't. <laughs> right. She's the one that said it. Right. I didn't say it. Animals are handled. Human beings don't handle other human beings. And typically it is the poorest of women who have this mindset. We guys got to start put class is a big thing. Remember, I'm a classist. 
I'm a major classist here. Okay. I believe in classism. We need burger flippers out here. We need people to pack groceries. We need Uber drivers. No, I'm just playing. We need blue collar workers. We need white collar criminal thieves. We need people from legacy families. We need people to build themselves up. 75% of the people who are millionaires and self made people are, in fact, weren't handed down from generations of families. They built themselves up 75%. Okay. And we need people like this. We need people to be low achievers. We need lazy sloth people. We need bums. Okay. We need them. With this being said, we need to draw a line on class for real. We need to draw a line on class. If women who want to be handled by men were a class, they'd be the low class. They'd be low classers, right? These aren't women that want to actually achieve things in life. These are women who want to try to win low class, low frequency arguments and try to test men on a daily basis, right? We men don't compartmentalize very well. All right, when it or we don't multitask very well, meaning that if I'm focusing on my goal, I can't take time to deal with handling a woman. A low class man can, but not a high status man. High status man may deal with this shit and he might just open his wallet, give her a piece, give her a credit card and say, go shopping. All right, go get some retail therapy. She still come back not happy. Who gives a damn? Like, man, I can replace your ass, <laughs> right? Because I'm of a higher status male. All right, let me see here. We got our man. Did I get Daniel? All right. Uh, if you book, book the clarity call, I'm I'm in New York, so it's not the best way to get to me, but I'll get to him. Shout out to my man, Daniel G. He says, just book my clarity. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. Moose Hefner says, what did you say? How was that Geno's coach? Geno's is always pretty decent. I need to try Pat's though. All right. Somebody says, Daniel says, book the coaching call and want my money back after. This reprehensible ass struggle stream. <laughs> All right. Still got 2,000 people cumulatively on a struggle stream. Eat that, YouTube content creators. <laughs> All right. I got the most horrible stream going. Still 2,000 people listening. Hey, shout out to Randy K. Hello. Randy K. Where's she at? Let me play it. She not a gordita, but hell, hello. Shout out to her. She says, saves travels. Nest Egg says, for the struggle stream fun, it's getting worse and worse. And then shout out to Jewel says, shout out to the coach. He says, can't stop, won't stop. And I've already read that one. So let me get back onto the show here. All right. I'm, this is this is, this is is not my ideal broadcast. But let's get back to the show here. Now I can put something else on the screen except for, uh, let's see here. All right. We got this woman focusing on her career. Where's she at? So I could focus on my career. All right. Shout out to the baby boomers who ate. Every agenda, hook, line, and sinker. Now we're out here. Generation Z is basically Baby Boomer 2.0. But um, they're eating up every agenda. All right. Distracted in life. Gen Z is the most distracted generation in life. All right. They're worse than the Baby Boomers in terms of being scared of everything. They push every agenda and don't realize everything they do is measured by social sociologists and pseudo-psychologists. You've been bought. Lock, stock, and barrel paid for by the you-know-who. She says, I'm 70 years old, so I am so full of regret about my husband and my career. All right, we've seen. So I could focus on my career. All right, let's read this. I suspect you have a pattern of believing that what whatever you choose, you make. Sorry. <laughs> let's get down to the article. What's the dilemma? 
I'm a 70 year old woman and am consumed by regret and disappointment. Outwardly, I'm happy and calm and outgoing. Yes. Oh, I must register. God dang. I think I had enough articles before I started reading this. Outwardly, I am happy, calm, and outgoing. Hey, guys, never believe a woman's demeanor by what she shows in public. All right. She goes home and she cries in her soup on a daily basis. They be in the shower crying. <laughs> all right. All right. They be in that lonely ass kitchen. All right. With that, with that pitiful music in the background, struggling. All right. 10 a.m. I'm sorry. From 10 a.m., they be happy as large. 10 p.m., crying. <laughs> crying. They be like, I got it made. I'm good. Boy, they be mad as a motherfucker. They be mad at the world, man. So what does this woman have to say? We're only going to read portions of it since I've been locked out of the article. All right. And the reason I know this is because I've lived and worked with a lot of women. All right. They, they, when, they, when they're in public, they act like they got it figured out. When they at home, woo-wee, tears. All right. Here it is right here. Outwardly, I'm happy and outgoing, calm with my friends and interests, but this facade hides my inner feelings, which I share with no one. She needs a therapist. Yes, this is why women be in therapy. This is why they love self-care. Oh, self-care. Oh, we love it. This is why they love safe spaces and love to talk to people and be hiring therapists left and right. They need somebody to talk to because they be outside faking it. They be out here faking it, man. Uh, no self-esteem, low self-esteem. Um, you know, this is just a characteristic. I'm not belittling women. I'm just describing you. What did she say? She says, I married too young and chose the wrong man. <laughs> what? Okay. I said yes when he asked me to marry him and I felt unable to go back on my word. Therefore, our marriage. Um, she said, throughout my marriage, I have not been in love with him. Oh my God. In fact, I am massively ashamed to say that at times over the decades i had wished that he was dead wow yet he has never done me harm <laughs> this is this is women in a nutshell which makes it even more shameful in contrast he has always been steadfast in his love for me what do i tell you you guys always trying to rebuke me i wish i had the remainder of this article this is only getting to the juices of it i'm just gonna imagine she divorced him to kingdom come and she ended up single, no children for the rest of her life in a lonely ass Thanksgiving and Christmas. He was in love. Look, men are in love. Women are in business. What do I tell you? Why do y'all doubt me? Why do you guys doubt me? This is sad. So now she's saying I wasn't even in love. All right, let me see what else this has to say. She says, and this continued even throughout five years into our marriage. She had an affair and 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 I went back to him after three months apart. Mainly, oh I'm, man, damn, I'm so sad that I'm sad that I got locked out of this article. What do I tell you guys, man? What do I tell you, dude? They just try stuff out. Okay, all right. And then when it doesn't work, they blame they blame the guy for not making it work. Yep. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Man, my gosh. So she married a guy. Not in love. She just did it. She hated him. She wished he was dead. Then she cheated on him. She didn't love him for five years. Divorce raped him. Cheated on him. Divorce raped him. Went back to him. <laughs> Good Lord. And then probably ended up on her ass. Then she pursued her career. 
And then all of a sudden she was like, well, that didn't work out for me because now I'm 70 and all my 70 year old friends have grandkids and I have none. Now she regrets it. Now she regrets it, man. Boy, I tell you, man, listen, this is why you don't handle women. Guys, you guys got to take women and put them not in the frame of your ego. Because that's not where it is, man. I'll t- Trust me, man. They're great human beings. They're great to deal with on a very marginally basis, like just for a little period of time. Once you get into the maintenance of them, it gets despicable, man. This That's where your true payment is. That's where your true payment is. Let me get on here. Maybe we'll go two hours. So I'll continue, man. I could go forward on this one, but there's just too much to cover on this one. How about this one? I'm going to play this video right here from the show Modern Family. Let's listen to this. Flies planes. How does he have time to do all that? Got divorced and his whole life opened up. Guy's living the dream. His dream. Not my dream. I'm living my dream. You're my dream. You can stop. So you see that right there, Modern Family. Um, the son asked him about a friend, obviously, who was living the dream. He was divorced. Let's go ahead and play it again. Yes, I really like him. He travels the world doing charity work, rock climbs, flies planes. How does he have time to do all that? Got divorced and his whole life opened up. Guy's living the dream. His dream. Not my dream. I'm living my dream. You're my dream. You can stop. See, it happens, man. Um, men will glitch at some particular point. Husbands do glitch. And uh, he knows divorced men, men who get the opportunity of a lifetime to live their dream, men who are monk mode, singles, free agents, all right, passport bros, whoever you are. When you finally figure out life, you will put in the background the your ego when it comes to women. It's mostly the male ego that associates with women that thinks he's doing the right thing. When you detach yourself from that, when you detach your ego from them and just deal with them like they're just another species that you share on the earth, you can actually live and do the most valuable things in your life. And let's place these things in priority. Again, some of the poorest men, their ego is attached to their ability to, to get women. All right. And I'm telling you, that's not where it is. I mean, I can I could tell you, man, if you actually lined up women two weeks in a row, lined up one every single day. Number one thing that will happen is by the middle of the week, you will be done dealing with them on an emotional level. You wouldn't want to deal with them. You're just like, oh, let me just get to the bedroom. And even after a couple of days after that, you'll be like, I I don't, that's it, (laughs) right? You wouldn't want no more. Or at the end of even the two weeks, you still be wanting more. Like you have an insatiable appetite. It's not about the woman. It's about your pleasure, okay? It's about your pleasure. So put it in proper perspective. Then you will find out Is there anything more to life than just this? You got two weeks straight, a different woman every day, 14 different women. And at the end of it, you'll be like, there has to be something more to life than this. And there is. There's things that are greater than that. There's things that you can put it in perspective. I'll take one, but not overly take them. I'll pursue the good things in my life and I'll open up my life. Okay. I'll do, I'll do the things that I love. And in the middle, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a little bit of pleasure from them, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's not the end-all be-all. All right, and so this guy noticed it. Even as married and happy and supporting his family, he was like, the man's living the dream, all right? You guys got to go live your dream, okay? You got to pursue things that matter. Getting bitches don't matter, right? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of guys be like, I get bit. Listen, I got them. And at the end of the day, I'm 47 years old, and the women that I got at 22, I can't feel them right now. I can't feel them. 
They just a distant memory. Some of them, I can't remember their names. I'm bad with names, so it's not that they didn't make an impression on me. I don't remember them. Men in your 40s, tell these guys, the men that you get in your 20s, you won't remember them. You won't remember how they felt. You won't remember touching them. Shit, I was married to a woman. I don't remember having sex with her. That, I don't. I don't remember. When I think back of the 10 years that I was, almost 10 years that I was with her, I don't remember it. I might remember a handful of them. <laughs> I remember a handful of times. I remember the times she didn't want to have it. I remember the times that it was lackluster. More than the times that it was good. <laughs> more than the times that it was good. I'm just telling you, man, there's more to life. There's more to life than that. You will look past it and you will be like, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, did I say men? Uh-oh. What a what, what I don't have any relations with men. Somebody's going to clip that. No relations with men. But I remember, I know I had at least twice. <laughs> I just don't remember things like that. Pause on whatever I said. Pause on whatever I said out of order. But that's what it, that's what you guys, that's what you guys got to understand when it comes to them. So when I deal with them on a temporarily time, the maintenance of them doesn't, the maintenance of it doesn't mean as much as you make it mean now. I'd rather not maintain them. All right. Anyway, I said it twice. All right. Damn, I'm mad. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> All right. Whatever it said there. All right. Whatever I messed up on, man, I apologize. Look, I don't remember what it is. How about this? What are we doing here? Oh, we got two more. <laughs> we got two more. All the sex that I had with women. All right, look, I'm going to have to delete that part out. How about this? There's a more shaming language here. Okay, what is this right here? What is this? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, man. All right, what is this right here? All right, uh, dad blasted. Somebody's going to clip that. Somebody's going to clip it, and they're going to have a field day with it. All right, shout out to them. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, anyway. Dad blasted for marrying woman who looks exactly like his daughter, all right? Dad blasted for marrying woman who looks exactly like his daughter. All right, uh, what's going on here? Let's go ahead and see this right here. I don't know why this is a story. It says right here, a man who is 16 year older than his wife is being accused by trolls. Speaking of trolls. All right, yeah, we're going to have trolls here dicing up my stream, but it's okay. Yeah, hey, I can't even dance. All right, it says right here, what does it say? He's accused by trolls of marrying a woman who looks exactly like his daughter, Chris Ch Chapin, age 44, and his wife, Savannah, age 28. First met when she began working for him four years ago as a hairstylist at a salon he owns in Gilbert, Arizona. At the time, Savannah said she wasn't interested in being in a relationship while Chris had just filed for divorce from his previous wife. And he says, my life was kind of in a tailspin as normal. And he says he admitted on the episode of Love Don't Judge, but the father of six said the more time he spent with Savannah, the more he realized there was something super special between them and that he never felt before at first the pair 
hid their blossoming romance, especially since Chris's 21-year-old daughter, uh, Tizzy, also worked at the salon. So here you can see right here, stepmom is age 28, stepdaughter is 21. All right, stepdaughter already looking older than stepmom, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, her body already badly made here. Uh, but there's the picture of them, if you want to see here. Uh, that stepmom looks in better shape. But they both have blonde extensions, all right? So they both have the same length blonde extensions. And uh, the daughter is a little bit more hippie than the other one. She has a little bit more hip. Oh, there are feet out on this one, all right? <laughs> there are feet. But why is he being shamed for having a type? Like, obviously, if the daughter looks like this, the mom looks close to the daughter. So wouldn't you kind of figure out that what he produced probably looks similar to the mom? So that he does have a type and he would go after somebody that looks probably like the younger version of the mom, right? No. Mm. All right. Somebody said they're just blonde. Yeah, they're just blonde. I don't think they look alike. They're almost wearing the same clothes, the white woman's uniform. All white women have like 50 pairs of this uniform right here. Lululemon. All right. What does it say right here? But mostly they were worried uh, that they would be judged. A couple admitted that there was some controversy in the salon when he told everyone that they were dating. They revealed, wait, they revealed some of their co-workers even accused Savannah of being a homewrecker. All right, that probably should be true. And that the age difference in the power dynamic was just too much and abusive to the lady. Tizzy was originally very thrown off, Savannah admitted, even though it didn't stop them from falling in love and tying the knot. He took the L. Now we're best friends and she's my little right-handed man, says the stepmom. The couple have three children together. Wow, he got busy. Is that nine children? In addition to the three children, he, okay, so he has six total. Uh, let's take a look here. There's apparently a TikTok. Let's go ahead and see it. There's a TikTok. There's stepmom and the daughter. Okay, there you go. I don't know if I can pause it. I mean, uh, right there, they, they, you know, they do look alike in the video, but I think they did that on purpose. Um, they're wearing the same clothes and they have blonde hair, so I don't even know. I mean, that's as close as it looks. That's as close as the resemblance is. All right, there's booty all up in my, all right. Uh, but the, I guess what they're doing is since they dressed up together, I guess they're calling the dad a creep, all right, for getting with the woman since he looked like the dog. It is all Jermaine Which it's I don't understand. I'm, I have a, a tough time understanding as to why that's such a big deal. Wouldn't he normally naturally date someone who looks like the mother and what he produced? All right. So, by the way, you know, most women look alike at in general. So that's the toughest thing, especially, you know, I mean, listen, sisters, we're going to get to sisters in a minute here. When it comes to sisters and they putting blonde in their hair and they're competing with white women, they're hard to compete with because there's just the greater volume of them. And they typically will follow the same trends. So whatever is popular, um, flannel, yoga pants, Air Force Ones vans all right whatever's popular they all tend to tend to do the same thing because of the competition level for high value men they don't want to be looking that distinguished from the other uh certain haircuts they will all rock the same thing as a matter of fact if you've seen a group of them they will almost almost look alike they're almost indistinguishable all right their haircuts will be the same they'll curl their hair they'll straighten their hair the same way they're almost indistinguishable okay so when that comes up when that comes up, what distinguishes them is body type, all right? And it could be less than 15 pounds that distinguishes one from the other. 
All right. So it's very difficult to even distinguish them when it comes. It's not just because they look alike. It's that they are styled alike. All right. Let's go to the next one and then we'll take a break to uh, catch up on any contributions through this struggle stream. All right. And I'm struggling so bad that I've made a major pause. All right. Um, Trouble in Paradise, Adele's $340 million prenup with Rich Paul already causing friction between the couple. As take a look here. Adele has an ironclad prenup. She's trying to marry Rich Paul, who was the agent. I think he's LeBron James's agent. They've been quite the interracial pair. Adele went back and she did the whole backstabbing on the well movement and the pog movement. But as a true pog, she went and ran right to the brother after her first divorce. Very, very stereotypical. And she went and got him a rich brother. She went and got her. Wait, she went and got herself a rich brother. And um, apparently they have a budding romance. But of course, as I say it, men are in love. Women are in business. If he, in fact, put a ironclad prenup into Adele's face and he was the higher value person, she would not be having it and everybody would be supporting. However, she, on the other hand, now is the higher valued individual financially and now wants to put an ironclad prenup in his face and it's causing a tizzy. And it's a touchy subject. But as I can tell you, most women will probably support Adele because Adele had to pay off her ex-husband, even though she allegedly was cheating with some British rapper out there on her ex-husband after she lost all of that weight. Now here she is leveling up, in her opinion, dating black men. All right. A black man with a good job. But now she's trying to put that prenup in place. And I would tell dude he need to keep on walking. Adele ain't that big of a deal. All right. She ain't that big of a deal in my eyes. So I don't know why he would uh, actually waste time with a deal other than the fact that she got the bag. But apparently she's trying to protect that bag. So you're not getting access to that bag. All right. She's like, come in here. You, you have what you have. Get your get your little agent fee. Get your 10 percent agent fee from LeBron James. And that's all you getting around here. You ain't getting no bag around here. This is why I always tell brothers who think they're going to go date rich white women and go get a bag. No, no. No, you're not. You're not. I mean, the only person that may be successfully doing that is Cher's little boyfriend. Uh, but the rest of you guys ain't going to get no bag. Women know how to protect the bag. All right. If they ever get one. All right. Let me check out some super chats. All right. During this struggle stream, I apologize. But I do recognize as well that I made a faux pas, which is going to be used by my detractors. All right. But it is neither here nor there. Sad, sad that they would do it, but it is what it is. We all make mistakes. All right. We all make mistakes. We know what it truly is about. All right. We got uh, my man. OK, that's all the super chats. All right. So let me get, check Cash App and PayPal. And then we're going to round the corner and get up out of here. Go around the corner and get up out of here. All right. So let me check. There might not be much movement in action, but I do appreciate you for tuning in. We're going to get to the black woman uh, being married to white men here in a second. If that if that interests you, Miles Chumley says, hold on for a second. I got to put it up here. He says, Miles says, you're right about low quality women, coach. I recently upped my standards with only going to high class food places and social events to ensure my success. Since I've done that, I could spot low class women immediately in all races. And black men have no sense of class, which is our downfall. As a brother that likes big, bump, big booties, the harsh reality is they are always connected to low quality women. Most of the time, keep spitting the after pill, coach. Woo. Brothers, do y'all agree with that assessment? That big bums are always associated and attached to 
poor attitude women. Do you agree with that assessment? All right, because brothers do like big butts since Sir Mix a lot came out. Brothers like big butts, and he can't lie. All right, but um, when you look at that, that particular body type is never really associated with the higher, higher status women. It's not. It certainly is not. It is what it is. And so you might say, I have a type, but that type is always going to be on the poorer thing, the poorer aspect, poorer range of, of women, right? But uh, I know, I mean, listen, you you keep doing your type, all right? You keep doing your type, but it is what it is. The truth is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I had to go back and say, you know what? <laughs> I might have to like them flatbacks. I'm going to have to like flatbacks. You know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, it's just, just going to be on the higher class. I know you're going to be like, not in Columbia, coach. Listen, it's Columbia. <laughs> if they were not in Columbia, if they were in America. All right, shout out to no government name, BH. He says, let me know the next time you in Philly so I can give you at least the best restaurants for different types of cuisine. By the way, Pat and Gino's are two of the worst chili uh, cheesesteaks in Philly. And uh, shout out to you. Thank you, brother. I got you, man. Hey, look, I was telling my son that. I was telling my son that, you know, the four, the the people who are visiting, oh, Pat's and Geno's, but I told him, I was like, people in Philadelphia probably tell you these are the worst cheesesteaks ever. All right, so, uh, but uh, as a tourist, I had to take him to Pat and Geno's just so he can say he had one. But you're right, it's a subpar sandwich. All right, shout out to Geno's and Pat. I got recognized last time I was at Geno's. All right, let's get on to the main event before I, because I'm really sweating this stream out. I'm I'm like, this is terrible. All right, let me see here. I do have, oh, we do have a couple of more things to report. Actually, let me skip that part. Let's get to the main event. I'm, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> let's get to the main event before I make any more foo-paws out here. Foo-paws. Foo-paws. Hey, one thing about uh, big booties is oftentimes you got to take a big stomach with it. It's difficult. It's difficult. You know what I mean? People like, oh, because she's thick. And I was like, what, in the front, too? I mean, she got front booty, too. She got the booty do. She got the booty do. Booty stick out. Stomach stick out more than her booty do. Right? So, um, you know, and this isn't a this isn't a, a trashing of women. I'm not. Listen, some dudes like that. You know, there's times when you're down bad and you love that. You'd be like, hey, I don't care. I'll take a booty do. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But he says, train yourself to like the flatbacks. You got to train yourself. You got it's, it's a thing. You know what I mean? You just got to be like, OK, I'll take it a little bit more sloppy and soggy. <laughs> Y'all taking it anyway, by the way. I mean, look at what you're doing to yourself. All right. But uh, let's get into this. one. Is this the perfect combination? Let's talk about what the media is pushing right here. If you were just relate to my show, the interracial relationships, not between black men and white women or black men and other race of women. This article says why black women should consider marrying white men. I am interested to tear through this article, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson here. Drunk history with CGA. Drunk history with CGA. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys know the, the history between black men and white black women. I'm getting it mixed up today. Black women and white men. There is a very, very curious history between black women and white men. And it goes longer, a longer ways than you guys know. 
First and foremost, let's just acknowledge that most races of people exclusively date they're within their own race. Even this idea that it is black men dating white women, still 85% of black men date black women. But there is sometimes when people cross over and I don't have a problem with it at all. I don't care who dates who. I'm not a big carer of that. I don't even the reading rainbow community. I, I don't care. Trans, I don't care. Just everybody be upfront about what it is. If you date mastodons, I don't care. I, just enjoy your time. So I'm not a big proponent of policing who people date. However, I do find it hypocritical when people do um, talk about who black men date. And it's always a problem. We're always policing black men. Let me give you a little bit of a history lesson in the curious relationship between black women and white men. First of all, I don't know if you guys know. Loving versus Virginia, one of the biggest cases for legalization of interracial dating had to do with a white man dating a wonderful black woman here. As you can see here, this dude looks straight off the master's plantation. He looked like Massa himself. Got sister in the headlock and shit. Mm. <laughs> right? But they were one of the leading cases for the support of interracial dating. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? Massa, Massa said, give me my bed, Winch. What was it? Give me my girl. But this is what you guys got to understand. It wasn't the relationship between black men and white women that got interracial relationships pushed. It was quite the opposite. It was quite the opposite. And there it is, the one of the first interracial cases that I believe went to the Supreme Court in order to get um, people to accept interracial dating. So that's, that's, that's one part of it. That's one part of this, this historical perspective of the connection between black women and white men. All right, the next connection that we want to look at is um, the current race of people. Although people keep saying Kamala Harris is black, I don't get it. She's not even close to being black. I mean, especially black American. She has no black Americanism in it, none, zero. The only closest she had is going to Howard University. I mean, come on. I mean, we keep pushing this agenda of who's black or not. I mean, this woman's not even black, but it, it is what it is. Let's just call it what it is. The media is putting her in that category. All right. But uh, as you can see here, this is her husband. This is her husband. <laughs> right there. It is right there. Uh, people are talking about Bill Burr and his wife. Yes, indeed. So this pairing is quite the obvious, has the obvious historical context to it. Um, we do have Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, which we'll talk about here. Meghan Markle, uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. We'll talk about that. And then we do have um, some more here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, before I show that, I'm going to show you Kentanji Brown Jackson. Kentanji Brown Jackson, who is uh, a representative of the U.S. Supreme Court, one of the newest members of the U.S. Supreme Court, um, appointed by President Joe Biden. She could not define what a woman was, but that's neither here nor there. She has definitely some other things and agenda she's pushing. That's her with her white man right there. So the article is going to uh, talk about many of these people. There's Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry does have a movie um, called, um, I can't remember what it's called. But one of the characters were was this woman right here. I can't remember her name. But William Cartwright is the, the character here of this white man here having an affair with his black employee. And there's his wife in the background right there. There's William Cartwright. And um, a lot of times this is used as a reference point to black women dating white men. And it's often in the context of a successful white man. And he played the successful white man in the movie. 
I haven't seen the movie, but I was just doing a little bit of research related to it and that they want to get their own version of the William Cartwright, but they have to do it like they have to be the bedwinch. Essentially, they have to be this has to be under the cover, has to be um, has to be um, undercover detected. Right. And this is the corporate America connection between black women and black men, as you guys know. Uh, Goldman Sachs here releases $2.1 billion of a greater scheme to divide the black community in half based on gender. And um, we've reported on this back in 2020 when Goldman Sachs did announce that. Now they've released $2.1 billion to drive black female empowerment, which is just reprehensible behavior by these companies and these corporations to further divide the community. All right. And then I'll get the blame for this by going out and dating across the world and right uh, across the world. And I, yeah, yeah. But the corporations have been largely against. Successful black women being tied to successful black men, there's an agenda. And I just showed you there's a clear agenda with this news article right here. OK, why more black women should consider marrying white men. This is crazy. I mean, this is crazy for, for people who want to protect and preserve the black community. And build black families. As you guys know, there's also an article that I've been featuring quite a bit before COVID. Explicitly saying that the black net worth, the black family net worth will be below zero. Okay. And that's as a collective of black men marrying black women, right? And if you want to go further into this agenda, you can look at the disenfranchisement of black men in comparison to black women. All right. So let me show you this photo. Let me show you this photo. Oh, hold on for a second. Um, this particular photo right here is indicative of the connection between the long, long historical connection between white men and black women. And it's also in the frame of William Cartwright and and so forth and so on, where you would have the woman particularly playing a role of a house mother or a mammy or whatever it is who has direct access to the leader, even though that there's a wife in the background. Right. There's a wife always in the background who was almost, you know, you, you guys know that there's quite a amount of tension between women in general, but black women and white women have significant tension. Um, in, in the corporate industrial complex, white bosses who will hire black women at, uh, because they feel a double quota. Uh, many white men will take a liking to this black woman, maybe not a sexual liking always, but a personal liking, meaning this man wants to help her at all costs. So he'll do things like, oh, she's a, just a struggling single mother and I'll give her extra hours and I'll, I'll buy her a car and she has a no good black man that doesn't take care of his kids and I'll help her out. That's struggling, that struggle connection. And uh, they'll invite the, 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 the black woman and her, and, her, and her kids over to for Thanksgiving and Christmas and they'll have the kids when the kids working age, working their events. The struggle love, right? The struggle connection. And even the white mother, the white wife will be like, what's going on here, right? Okay, what's going on here, right? Why, why are you so connected to this one particular woman? Well, there's might be some sexual tension there if they don't explore it all together, okay? They don't explore it all together. They might even explore that this woman will be invited on business trips and that sexual tension will persist. But that's always been the case in the corporate setting. This is why many times not only does the double quota impact the black community, meaning more many black women will get promoted and hired for certain jobs because they are filled the minority, double minority box. But black men will be kept out, locked out of this particular agreement. 
mm-hmm. meaning black men are largely not hired at the rate of black women and or promoted. Sometimes the black women could be gatekeepers, gatekeepers to allow black men to not even thrive in these environments, let alone be hired to preserve this connection right here. Right. This has been a long, long, long ranging uh, historical uh, perspective that has led to this right here. Let me show you. Uh, wait a minute. This led to this. This is how you get here, ladies and gentlemen. Goldman Sachs releases 2.1 black female empowerment. What about the black man? See, this is why I left the community a long time ago. All right. Because I seen this agenda uh, via relatives that have worked in corporate America. All right. So let's break it down even further here and go into the article. Let's go into the article. If you guys appreciate my history here, hit the like button. I know there's black women disagreeing, right? But you guys all have had that boss who've taken a liking to you and uh, have done extra things for you and your benefit as a single mother, right? All you had to do is portray yourself as, oh, you know, my my father, my baby father don't take care of his kids. And that boss has gone over and above to give and provide you with tools to advance you, even when the father was able to do so. The father was there to do so, but the boss supplanted himself as the father, the pseudo father to your children. Mm. It's not only black women that do this. White women do this as well. All women do this. But black women have done this exclusively at the detriment of the black man. Yeah, it's a damsel in distress. So the father's there. All she would have to do is cooperate with that man, but she refuses to. So she portrays herself as a damsel in distress to the boss because she can get a dual benefit from the boss. Sometimes it could be sexual. Sometimes it could definitely be financial. And the boss will go above and beyond to help this woman. This is a long history of corporate America. Long history. This is a plantation. This is a plantation history of corporate America. Corporate America, indeed, is very similar to the plantation. Okay, it came directly from the Industrial Revolution, which was a plantation, came from the agrarian um, uh, plantation style of economics of the South in the United States. And then the the corporate plantation came from the Industrial Revolution. All right. So um, you see commonalities, common politics being played and men and women will naturally because they don't understand history and context. They will naturally just assume these roles. All right. Anyway. Right. When you call a person a boss, that's a plantation politics that comes directly from the plantation. I have never called a man a boss. I will never call anybody over me a boss. I'm the boss. I'm primo. I'm a one numero uno. The chief. Right. The HNIC. At all times, I might have somebody that supervises my work and manages it, but I ain't never had no boss. But women love bosses, whether it's a boss that she has babies with and lies down on her back with, or she likes a boss that employs her. That's plantation. That's plantation mindset. All right, let's get to this article. I'll read some pieces of it. And I will be bringing the stream down, just so you know. (laughs) Two of the most powerful positions that the United States government will uh, soon be held for the first time by black women. Lies. Lies. If y'all give Kamala Harris a black presidency. I don't know what to tell y'all no more. Right? I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all giving Kamala Harris the black president? Come on. I don't get it. It says right here, Harris, as we all know, is the vice president of the United States and Brown Jackson 
will soon become a uh, become a Supreme Court justice. I guess this was in the recent article. Article it says right here, but Harrison Brown Jackson also share a personnel uh, attribute that is equally noteworthy. Each has a white husband. This fact is significant. The effects of racism have left well-educated black women with a paucity of black male partners, which I'm assuming paucity or paucity. I'm not sure what that word is, but I'm assuming it's a lack of black male partners. Again, this right here shows you Goldman Sachs, as well as other corporate plantations, have invested heavily in black women. Right. This is what it is. Now, again, I don't care. I'm a self-employed individual that can't keep a job. I don't care about this agenda, but I'm just trying to uh, trying to highlight the curiousness nature of it. Right. This is curious. So they're saying now well-educated black women who have degrees and that are worthless. They have a net worth of five dollars. They have student loan debt higher than any other race of women. And in fact, they are the lowest chosen on many marketplaces. And not only that. They also represent um, the high, the least selected on the sexual marketplace in America. But that's neither here nor there. Those are just the facts. There are some highly well-educated black women, right, that are available, and they just don't see black men as their equal. So I've often explored and often tried to suggest that black women date outside of their race. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's actually probably a better, better situation for them. Okay. It's a better situation. Just want explore it, but... What we also see is that well-educated black women are still dating Pookies and Ray Rays, which is despicable to me because not a lot of races of women will do that. The upper echelon of the race of women and other races of women will never date a Pookie and Ray Ray, at least not pub publicly. They'll still be hung up in child support shit and they still highly educated. I don't get it. According to the Brookings Institute data, Black men are less likely. Oh, here we go. Brothers. Black men are less likely than black women to have completed four years of high school and 50 percent less likely to have obtained a four year college degree. How's that working out for y'all? Yet, despite the shortage of suitable black partners, black women have also been least likely of any minority group to marry outside of their race. All right. Yes, this is common. Even black men marry outside of their race more more so than black women. Why? Why? Rather than uh, rather than partner with men of other races, many heterosexual black women either don't marry at all, which is true, or marry black men with whom they are are not especially well matched. Meaning, you broke ninjas. In these mismatched relationships, contribute to African Americans having the highest divorce rate of any racial group. In fact, black women are the only demographic to have a higher divorce rate than marriage rate. Oh, Lord. Boy, they going in. They going in. But they're telling the truth. It says right here, a bit more than a decade ago, I published a book. Is marrying, it's marriage for white people. It's definitely for the elite. And if you think of a wife in America, you oftentimes, no matter what race you are, think of a wife. Most of the time, you're going to think of someone that's non-black. A woman that's non-black. Sad. Not me, coach. Not in Jackson, Mississippi. All right. Not in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, here we go right here. And it examines the decline in marriage across America's society, especially among African-Americans, and focuses in particularly a uh, predicament of black women. The book raises the possibility that black women like Harris and Brown Jackson would do well to open themselves up to partners with men who are not black. 
I got a question on this one. I hear what they're saying. I, I'm not, I don't disagree with what they're saying, but I want men to understand that this is the narrative being pushed. Here's the thing. Number one, but they suggest this of Barack Obama, but they suggest this of the so-called black president, Barack Obama, who was not black American at, at, at all. All right. He was not black American at all, but we still still think of him as a black president because he looked like a American black male, a mixed one at least. But he wasn't even black American. All right. So that is what it is. But will we suggest that Barack Obama marry a white woman? Mm. Nope. We would not. We would not even dare suggest that. It would almost be automatic that he find himself a black woman. In fact, that he did. He did. He knew that his aspirations to be the president would need, there would be a necessity for him to have a black woman. He would not get elected with a white woman. However, when we flip the dynamics, if the woman's successful, we often say uh, we're telling her, the media is telling her to stay away from those black men. It's actually crazy. This is Look, look how, and, and women are going to eat this up, and rightly so. It says right here, um, after all, black men appear to have no problem marrying out. The same Pew Research data reports and reveals that they are twice as likely as black women to have a non-black spouse. Okay. My book generated considerable controversy and exposed fissures within black America, which there are. While younger people appear to be more open to interracial dating, a black woman old enough to be my mother made a point of telling me that I would disgrace my race. Okay. This is definitely a characteristic of young, younger generations. But the most superficial or significant fissure between black men and black women says right here, while some black women were made uncomfortable by my book and the way it put them in the spotlight, many others embraced its message of empowerment. That was a message that not all black men wanted to hear. Now she's saying they're going to be bite back. At one of my book talks in Washington, D.C., I worried a fight would break out between a young black woman who asserted her right to choose whatever type of man she wanted and older black men who condemned such sentiments as betraying the race which is tough, man. Again, I'm not against interracial dating at all. All right. But um, I, I'd rather people to be happy with who they want. All right. But uh, people, there are a lot of people who find this reprehensible. Other critics, including some black women, contended that white racism precluded black women from finding non-black partners. And this convinced many black women that they cannot partner with a non-black man even if the alternative was remaining unpartnered or in a bad relationship. As a result, many black women felt, felt, and they feel that they should marry down before they marry out. Mm. Are there any black women in the show? Do you guys feel that you should marry down before you marry outside of your race? And there's another one right here. I don't know who these two people are. They're two actors or an actress. Okay. Let me see here. There's another partner here. Let me see if I can get into the meat and potatoes here. Last three paragraphs. I explained in my book why black women should not be pressured to sacrifice their own chances for happiness out of some misplaced loyalty to black men. Boy, I want to see a picture of this art, uh, writer here. Nor should black women feel beholden to black men under the guise of advancing the race. She sounded like me now. <laughs> here we go right here. It says, if the price of racial solidarity is a bad intimate relationship then the cost is too high there it is cost there's always a cost to everything guys 
it's always a cost of everything. I'm going to review again my tweet that I talked about. Men who think they're getting something for free often are the lowest economic men by nature. And it says black women should not be held hostage to the struggle of black men. Damn. Boy, she's a separatist. This is what you guys are up against. This is what you guys are up against. This is why I told y'all to get the hell up out of the community, man. I don't understand. I don't understand too much as to why people are at each other's neck like this. But it definitely has to do with the politics of the plantation politics. Why people think they are separate uh, like this and they're trying to advance each other. All right. This this is definitely some plantation politics shit. It's crazy. It says right here, truce. True, race can provide a basis of compatibility, but race itself cannot solely sustain a relationship. I think so. And there are many base, uh, there are many bases of compatibility other than race. Black women increased rate of interracial relationships and marriages from a mere 3% in 1980 to 12% by 2017, according to Pew Research Center. Also reflects the in, their um, increasing autonomy to choose partners that best serve them. They should not have to apologize or feel guilty for doing so. You see this on the screen right here. There has been little discussion in the media or culture about the white partners of dominant black women. I added that prominent black women like Harris and Brown Jackson. And I hope this reflects the increasing social acceptance of such unions. If so, then black women will be able to enjoy the relationship freedom they deserve black men sound off on this one and black women sound off on this one. Again, I don't have any opinion on this one. I think it's more uh, a lack of history, lack of perspective of history. Like I shared with you, the one of the first interracial cases for legalizing race interracial relationships was a white man and a black woman. There has been a long legacy of a curious relationship between white men and black women. Many of the black women that pursue the street corner prostitution oftentimes have been involved with high status white men. All right. We talking about street corner prostitution, right? It's always been entertainment for white men to come down and pursue these relationships. And though you will say that white people do hate black people, it's not, I don't find this to be true overwhelmingly. Although you can still be somewhat racist and still have sex with someone, right? You can still consider them a beast of burden or an animal of pleasure and still don't like certain aspects of them that could be deemed racism, right? Or can be seen racist. So there's a whole bunch to unpack here. And again, I'm not against the uh, interracial relationships of any gender of any race. I, I dare. It's not a thing that bothered me, bothers me. But what does somewhat bother me is people don't understand this when it comes to men. We're certainly, um, we're certainly want to qualify who they should be with. But when it comes to you flip it, you flip the dynamics, you look at these agendas, you look at the long legacy and history from the proper lens, and you see that maybe there's a lot of, you know, particularly from black women, a lot of um, uh, what it is is they might be insecure about your relationship and your selection as a, a black male and assume that you have the same access to women of other races and you do statistically, but it is them under the cover of darkness behind closed doors, or maybe considering it where they get a advantage socially that they don't have any problems with flipping it, flipping it. It's interesting. Interesting conversation here. Look, 
let me do this. We're at the two hour and 15 minute mark of this exceptional struggle stream. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the super chats and then I'm going to bow out gracefully. And you might not even see a replay on this show. All right. So it will go less than public in a bit, but um, it will be probably deleted shortly after. So get your view on and watch it double speed. Shout out to JC says, I don't care what them 304s marry. It won't be me, coach. Mm. All right. Yeah, I don't care, man. I think black women could do very well by finding themselves a white man because we know their best behavior is seen by white men. Again, I'm here for the truth. I'm here for the truth. If you want to see a black woman on her best behavior, find her around a white man. She's behaving the best she could possibly be. For some reason, when she's around you, she believes that, I don't know, uh, she doesn't have to be on her best behavior. <laughs> right? Am I right? Or am I right? You know? It is just the it's just the statement of our society. And that's similarly true of other races. And, you know, we can be relaxed around each other and have slang and and so forth and so on. Shout out to Juan. He says uh, BWs are already married to white men. It's called the United States government. Yes, it is. And uh, daddy. and that's the truth, Ruth. They're already married to them. There's always, as I call it, a peculiar relationship between these two people. Okay, they have no problems throwing your ass under the bus running to the government for social services. We we know this is particularly true. And I did hear a black women bring up an excellent point that would be a point for debate. Not that I agree with it, but she was trying to frame it as black men were the ones that leave left the family first, forming, forming or forging this relationship with black women in the government, which is not true. I don't think it's overwhelmingly true. When you look at the amount of men and black men that have been disenfranchised by family court and justice and so forth. Um, they've been, they've been, you know, there was an incentive to remove that man from the household, meaning that she no longer had to listen to that man and could like, can collect from the government. Several pieces of social reform and social services, several, not just child support. When we talk about child support, child support's only one leg of the social services that women tend to grasp after in removing the father. Child support's just one arm. Then you get rental assistant. Then you get WIC or EBT. Then you get um, other other serv social services for um, um, school, school, free lunches, bus passes. All right. There's a whole bunch of things that the woman's grasping at. So even if she gets $300 a month in child support, the fact that she's on child support gives her access to other government programs. Thus, she can get thousands of dollars in rebates and access that um, she would not qualify on without a child support agreement. All right, so government zaddy, she's always in bed with them. And uh, this is, gives the woman the need to not cooperate with you. This is why guys that fly overseas, they'll say, I'll go overseas to get a traditional wife. They're only traditional because they don't have government, which women in America have government. These other countries have, the women can't run to the government for assistance, thus they have to be cooperative. So are they naturally traditional and cooperative? The answer is nope. No, not specifically. In general, yes, but that is only because they have to be and there's no grasping. Shout out to my man, Samson. He says, yo, coach, he says, why do you keep calling Barry's wife Michelle? I don't think I've named her, but he says it's Big Mike. I'm compelled every time to correct this misgendering. Jones River got off for telling this truth. Well, that's why I don't call it that. I got too many eyes watching me. 
And so I, I refuse to get into that conversation until I get confirmation, but I can have an opinion on it, but that one I'm going to just reserve for further confirmation. All right, listen, I'm not in that one. We got our man, no government name says I got a female at work. Um, who is taking an interest of me. However, I have a zero workplace relationship policy. The more I ignore her and just try to focus on my work, the more interest she becomes. Yes. He says, uh, fairly certain she is trying to use me to fill the void after getting ghosted by her wealthy Chatteronian. We call him white Tyrone. He says, deep down, I think I, uh, I want to tell her to just buck off. But uh, she is super emotional. Yeah, she's a trap. This job is super easy and allows me to work on my side business. So I'm trying to not get that me too treatment. How would you deal with the situation? Um, well, here's here's the thing. A lot, a lot of people don't know, and a lot of dating coaches have proven, in fact, that the less attention you give to women, the more interested they become. And it is, in fact, when you turn that attention onto them, they will lose attention. I mean, they will lose interest in you. Okay. There will be a period of where it overlaps where she'll be happy for the attention. But eventually she'll know that once she got your attention, that was all she was seeking to get. All right. And so that's the first problem you have. Second problem is that now that you've avoided her, she's increased her interest. It only is going to make the courting or as they call it, the. um, Not the courting, the. um, oh, There's a word for it, but it's slipping my mind. But um, anyway, it's going to make her more interested in you. So what I possibly would do is, number one, probably try to address it somewhere publicly. Maybe with somebody who's uh, um, um, somebody who is in charge of your management team around to make it make it um, make it clear that you don't have any intentions or ill will that you want to focus on your job to make sure she's not around or teaming with you. All right. Number two, make sure you're not around her. Or, or having a conversation with her on your plantation. Somebody said the coitus. Yeah, there's, there's another word. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, make sure that you're not associating with her or seeing with her, like on your lunch break, all right, or riding with her, ride share programs, or walking to the bus stop, or whatever that is. Make sure you don't see with being extended with her, whether people see you walking to the car and you're giving her a ride home, all right? So that then people can try to put two and two together because they're going to assume that you're pushing up on her. And then if they do see you cavorting with the enemy, then it's going to have a hard time disassociating with that. All right. They're going to have a hard time going. Yeah, I, I didn't see I didn't. I, I saw him as interested in her and uh, um, the other the other way around. And yes. So be careful with these work agreements. Yeah. And, and don't get caught looking down her shirt. Don't mix business with pleasure. Uh, man, there's another word that I can't think of. Uh, I can't think of it anyway. Um, anyway. But yeah, try not to get involved with that. Keep yourself separate from those instances and don't get caught in that. Now, she will continue to have interest in you, but hopefully that interest will wane if another person comes in. Okay, but don't find yourself around these people. Oh, damn, I'm, it's the worst of them in my mind. I'll think of it. Okay, let's get back to these. There's a word of it of it where it's, it's it's more like flirtation, but there's another word of it. I, I'll think of it. Sorry, sorry, I got the struggle stream going, and you know me with words. 
not fraternizing, not fraternizing. There's another word that when two people are, um, a person's pursuing someone, but they're they're doing it in a more natural way, not even under in, in the job. But uh, I'll think about it. It's not fraternizing. That's not the word I was looking for. Okay, let me see if I can get uh, to the right page on my Venmo, and then we'll be rounding the corner and getting this show on the road. Let me see. Did I get my man? I got Shan. Pause. It's more like infatuation, seduction. Seduction would be a good word. Sexual tension. Uh, more flirting would be one. Uh, courting. God dang it. But anyway. Mm. All right. Thank you for helping me out, <laughs> Coach Gay. But shout out to you. All of these, all of these help. All of these help. Did I get um, did I get these brothers? I got everybody on Venmo. Got everybody on Venmo. I'm gonna think of the word as soon as I turn off the stream, but that's how it normally works. Okay. Let me check here. Did I get everybody on Cash App? I have got everybody on Cash App, so I'll um so I'll so I'll go off of that one here. As soon as I go off the stream, I'm gonna think about it. But all of those words were completely right. All right, the, all of those words are completely right. So uh here we go. It's it's more let me let me look up the thesaurus on flor- flirting. Maybe I can come up with the word. I'll look up the thesaurus and, and you guys can check out when you check out the stream, hit the like button on the way out because we're about to wrap up and this stream is gonna be this stream is gonna be gone for a long time here. What is it? Flirting. Let me see here. Flirting thesaurus. Let me see here. Let me see if it comes up with it. Uh, nope. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's more of a slang word, if anything, but anyway. It's more close to seduce. But I'm glad you guys have a lot of words for it because you guys are definitely kicking into it. You guys are definitely kicking in. You guys are definitely on top of it. All of you guys are right. All of you guys are right. And I'll reference this later on. Well, we could just say courtship. All right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thirst trapping. Yes. Anyway. Okay. I can't come up with it. We'll just call it courtship. All right. Anyway. Let me see here. Let me see if I can get this, the last super chats, and then we'll get on out of here. This is terrible, reprehensible. Did I get Samson? I did get him. All right, shout out to you. But anyway, uh, courtship would be the word that I would be using. But of course, oh, oh, one more thing. Women do see your interactions differently than um, than men will see them. So um, if you if you show the slightest bit of attention, she might be romanticizing any of those things. Uh, much further and longer than you do. So have you ever had this happen? You showed the slightest interest of, uh, to a woman and she carried it out. Oh, he wanted me. He wanted me. He was after me. And all you did was maybe look at her a little bit longer, uh, maybe talk to her a little bit longer. You might have asked her for her number once. Oh, he wanted me. He was after me. He was doing this and that. In her mind, you were doing quite a bit to get to her. So that type of courtship, is always in their mind um, longer than she actually knows it to be true. And she always wants to 
She always wants to um, broadcast to others how bad you wanted her as opposed to vice versa. So she might see that you're being coy with her as more of trying to reel her in. Uh, the movie Obsessed with Allie Larder and our boy Idris Elba kind of demonstrated that as well. If you want to use a movie as a reference, which I don't like to, but using the movie as a reference, she saw what he was doing being evasive to her as reeling her in, even though he was not, even though he was trying to remain distance and he might've had a slight interest in her. He was trying to put up a, a little bit more, um, a little bit more barriers or entry to her. And she saw their romance as a long courtship as opposed to him being direct with her and him jocking her openly. So be careful with that. Um, one more thing about it is even if you look, even if, uh, uh, you know, women look at you, what seems to be to her 10 seconds of staring at you, it will be the equivalent of not even a second. Okay. And so she will say, Hey, I showed that man interest. He should have taken it from there, which we call choosing signals. So she thinks that she looked at you for 10 seconds and that was enough to put you on the, put you on the horse to go ride over her and show her chivalry. But in fact, she glanced at you and they do nervously glance and they will stare at you for about a second and a half and that will be it. And she will think that, you know, every time slowed down and that she was giving you everything she, so we, women look at men in our relationships way different than we look at it. So you have to be very careful. Even when you don't want to associate with the woman, you have to look at work as a no go zone when it comes to women. Even like uh, even if like a woman is like an apartment manager at the leasing office, I would say it's off limits. Just just maintain that it's off limits. And the way you do that is you get yourself in a financial position in a position to keep these women off limits and on guard off guard and not get your ego attached to it. That's the cost. That's a payment. When you get involved at work, that's a payment. Dudes are smashing girls at work, getting fired, saying they never paid for sex. <laughs> right. You know, uh, this is only a conversation with men who are the lowest economic class of men in America. I keep saying this over and over and people keep rebuking me in the spirit, in the name of the devil. The lowest economic class of men in America. Let me say men, males, the lowest economic class of males are the only one who talk about whether they paid a woman or not. That is the overriding conversation, and you must change this. Not only that, they have the lowest dating standards of any man in America. They tend to pay the most child support, and not only that, they tend to actually lose their lives or their jobs and reputation by said women and are dating the most obese and poorest women and the most average or below average women in America. I don't even know what to tell these gentlemen. What I need to tell you is get on your damn purpose please this conversation is nauseating is <laughs> at this point it's embarrassing it's embarrassing that these group of men here who have the worst dating standards in america and that their women overwhelmingly are the worst representation of conquered women in the bedroom in the history of time these men continue to pat themselves on the back banging out low-hanging fruit the patting on the back is despicable <laughs> right <laughs> All right. Anyway, look, 
Shout out to the coach gang. And uh, it is what it is out here. Do your best to do whatever you need to do. And we barbecuing for the rest of the day. Thank you for enjoying this it's barbecue struggle up. stream. And go get a yob. And we out of here. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, brothers. We out of here. That's you. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start